Holman, before we start the show, I wanted to play a sound effect for you. Well, a couple sound effects in tandem. Uh, happening at the same time. Ooh, I know. It's a uh, Nissan Titan driving down the road with a decked uh, cargo storage system in the bed. Uh, well, no. Oh. But kind of, that's <laughs> interesting that you say that because this is, hmm. Well, let me just play you the audio. Okay, here all right? I'm ready. You got to guess. Here you go. Oh, I should say that this is a uh, video shot through the windshield of one truck at okay. two other vehicles on the road. And it's just to see if you can... Uh, it sounds like the guttural sounds of a cow. Okay. Nope, not yet. Hold on. The hell is it inside a motorhome while you're nope. driving? Nope. Two vehicles at a stoplight in front of the guy with a video camera, right? So the guy's holding a is video camera. Is there a dinosaur in the back of a cage in the bed of a truck? No. The hell is that? You're looking at a Nissan hard body. Okay, I like that part. And a Nissan, I can't tell what the other one because it's half, and they have scissor beds. And the beds oh! are dancing. No, really? <laughs> the beds are dancing. Where was that? Uh, I, it doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't say. I found it on Instagram. Look at this. Watch oh, this. yeah. You posted that. Oh, yes. Look at this. Look at the oh, beds. Dude, Two awesome. mini trucks. Yeah, side by side at a stoplight, dancing, and their beds are going all over. Oh, just, just ripping apart frame <laughs> rails and stuff. Now, watch. The, guy, the, uh, the Nissan on the left almost turns oh over because there's yeah, so it much. Yeah, almost does. <laughs> now, the spare tire that's mounted in the, uh, nice in the bed doesn't move at all. No, no, that, that's a nice touch. It's bolted to the bed. It is. Like uh, like old uh, Fabtech <laughs> flat mount style. Wow. Mini trucking is alive and well. I wish somebody would do that with a oh, new I just, frontier. I just spotted that the guy had a Dayton on the... On the uh, Rolling D's! Yeah, he's got Rolling Dayton's on the one D's. on the right here. That is ridiculous. we got to share this on Truck Show Podcast, at Truck Show Podcast. All right, well. Enough of dancing beds. Here's the deal. If you want to do that to a truck, (laughs) go down to your Nissan dealer, and I'd like to, I challenge you, in fact, Mm -hmm. any of our listeners to pick up an all-new 2019 Nissan Titan or a Frontier. Right. And then uh, put hydraulics on your bed. Just do it for us. Uh, Somebody who listens has got to be super rich, right? Mm -hmm. And they're bored. And I'm telling you, that's your uh, that's your honeydew assignment right there. Go go, <laughs> yeah, go go buy a <laughs> Nissan truck and then do that and then post it on our Instagram. What or does our Facebook that take page. to do that? So they just got you lots get, of welding. Well, no, and lots of welding cylinders. and hydraulics <laughs> yeah. and switches, flip switches, a lot of switches. Yeah, and the bed just dances, dances. and it looks like it's just the bed's just gonna come off. Uh, it looks like the entire truck is gonna be ripped to shreds, <laughs> but it doesn't. But it's a Nissan, and it holds, it holds itself together. together. Absolutely. Yep. Do you think a deck system would survive in the back of one of those? uh, The drawers might slide out. No, because they're locking. Uh, No, it would be, well, we need to try it. (laughs) There's got to be a mini truck here in Southern California that we can borrow. That we can put a deck system in? That we can put a deck system in. And just see what happens? We need to replicate this. We need a Nissan hard body Uh with a a scissor bed. Uh Uh-huh. And we need to install a deck system on it. But the deck system <gasps> wait, needs to be wait, full wait, wait, of wait, 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 marbles wait. or something funny. What, oh, that is, ooh. What okay. you do is you fill it with like uh, rubber bouncy balls, mm-hmm. and then you do that to the bed, and the drawers open up and spill rubber bouncy balls all over the road. Yeah, but see, it's a deck system, so it just wouldn't open up randomly. Right, because they're locked. Right. Right. So that doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, if you want a uh, new Nissan Titan, a uh, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, head on down to your Nissan dealer. And uh, if you want a deck system, go check out our friends, decked.com. Come and uh hey and hey we've got a great show for you. Are we episode fifty one? Did you finish that cake by the way that your parents gave you? Uh, for yeah, episode we 50? Ate about half of it. Yeah, the episode fifty cake. Yeah, 
That was it was red, vel- red, red, red velvet, velvet right? Yeah. Oh, that was good. It was, dude, that was a good cake. Way better than Nissan's fruitcake. I got to just say. Yeah, I love my Nissan friends, but uh, you got <laughs> nothing fruitcake. on red velvet. <laughs> no, no, so, what do we have coming up on the show? Uh, so, we got Dave Cole from uh, King of the Hammers. He's oh, a, he's the founder of King of the Hammers. Hammers. Yep. So he's going to come on tonight. I know a lot of people have been asking about it in a, just a couple weeks. Is the great King of the Hammers? Does event. everyone know? What King of the Hammers No, is. which is why we're going to have Dave on to explain it. Well, maybe we do it here, so they don't have to hit the 15-second skip button. It's uh, off-road race with awesomeness involved. Dave's going to do a better job than we are okay. to, of explaining it. All also, right, okay. this past week, GMC unveiled the 2020 Heavy Duty. Yes, they did. And we had some people on uh, on site there, so we'll, uh, we'll give them a call. And check this out. You wondered why I brought this into the studio. There's an Amazon box here. Uh, and it is addressed to... Uh, Sean Holman, yeah, Truck Show Podcast. All right, is this another? For, wait, stop, okay. stop. Okay. This is not cool. Because okay. the last time you got a present, it was from Decked, and they gave you that toolbox mm-hmm. that's sitting right down there. That's badass. Yeah. If you come at me with another gift that's for you, and I don't get one, I'm walking out. Okay. No, I'm not walking out. That's I'm just going to be surly. Okay. So our friend Tim Allen, one of our listeners, the comedian. I know you say that joke every time. <laughs> it's still not the comedian Tim Allen. Although it would be funny. Is Tim Allen still a comedian or is he just every all everyone knows him he's as Santa? A, he's like every man. My no, kids well. had no idea that Tim Allen was a was he was he's always been Santa. To them. To them. Yeah, they're pretty young. All, all right. right. So anyway, back to the package. That's what she said. Okay. All right. So here I have this Amazon <laughs> box. I literally have no idea what it is. Yeah. Uh our friend Tim mm-hmm. sent this to us. Okay. And wanted us to open it on the air. All right, we're gonna do that right after we start the show. The truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. You guys can't see it, but um, it's Lightning, he's Holman, and we sing that part every time. Every time. <laughs> they can hear it, though. They can totally hear that. Uh, we're the ones that are off-key. All right. So, what is this? Is it is it one of those rewrap packages, or is I it actually from Amazon? No, it's actually from Amazon. It came to my doorstep. Everything's from Amazon Tim reached out and said, hey, do you have an address? I want to send you and Lightning something. So I, by the way, check out my new Everyday Carry uh, Benchmade Custom Shop Knife. And I bring that up because a it's awesome. It's a mini crooked river, which I dig. But I got to open wait, the wait, Amazon wait, box. Wait, wait, stop, stop. Yeah, you just rattled off a bunch of words that yeah. didn't make any sense to me. So I, I like knives, right? So I always have a pocket knife on me. And uh, Benchmade, love Benchmade. Make so this is the knife. brand. I'm yep. reading it now. Yep. It says Benchmade, Benchmade on the side. Yes, Bench, a lot of our guys M- will know. M A D E. Yes. So very popular knife. They're in Oregon. They have a lifetime sharpening warranty on their blade. Anyway, that Ooh, is. This thing's like buttery smooth. You like that, don't you? Yeah, don't cut yourself. I'm not going to use it to cut. Check this out. Watch. Okay. Oh, and you can flip it open with one hand as well. No, yeah, but it's this is better. Okay. Hold See, on. you don't have the. No, I don't have the touch. You'll hurt yourself. Watch. Okay. If you come up to me in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Oh Ooh, wow! Yeah. You just flipped it out. Yeah. So anyway, you're like straight out of 1950. You like that? Are you Old a greaser? Timey? Well, you know, if I can't carry my gun, I got to carry my knife on. Right. Sometimes I have both. Hold on. Wait for it. Oh Ooh. yeah, you okay. would be dead already. I'm impressed. So anyway, this is the the mini Crooked River, and I went to their custom stab me, shop. Stab me after after well, the. I'm podcast. not gonna stab you. I need you. Okay. I need you. Well, not not really, <laughs> not but I, I should have you. Right. Um, not that's not right either. <laughs> anyway, back to this knife. Uh, so they have a custom shop, and I ordered it, and it's awesome. And the first time I've used it to open something is going to be this Amazon package. What does something like that knife cost? Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Did you really spend a couple hundred bucks on? I'm that just knife? saying that's what it costs. 
You didn't. You, you got it for free. <laughs> no. You no, I'm an actual bitch made customer. All right, here we go. The box is here. All right. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right. Buttery smooth. Well, it's only packing tape. I mean, well, yeah. after but, all. But what else are we going to use? That plastic fork you brought from Schnitzel for your <laughs> chili fries? No. We got to have a knife. <laughs> all right. We're going to close it without stabbing anybody. Mm-hmm. Got it. Pocket knife. So it's going to go right back in the pocket. Yep. All right. I'm opening the box. I have no idea what it is. Why are you making such a big deal out of this if you don't know what it is? No way! Oh! Wait, 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 wait! I'm not showing you. This is awesome. What is in... Now, this box is about, uh, let's call it four inches You're gonna tall. You're going to freaking love this. It looks... It's about a 12 by 12 box, roughly. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I think I am. No it way! It is a... Uncle Milton Wildlife Habitat Giant <laughs> Ant Farm. Tim Allen with the Truck Show Podcast 50th episode gift, <laughs> the Uncle Milton Wildlife Habitat's Giant Ant Farm. Do you see the reference here, guys? Is that during the summer, <laughs> it gets hot out and this place fills, fills with, with ants. ants everywhere. So is should we coax them in here or should we start a new colony? I think we get the ants that are on the floor and the ones that are trying to get into our Dr. Peppers. And we coax them into there, like you said, yes. And then we add new ants and let them fight it out. That's what I'm saying. Dude, that would be awesome. We put a Chuck Show podcast sticker on it, and then we can show people every week how our ant farm is doing. Tim, thank you very much for this. That's very kind. For a, this is, is this our first gift from a listener? This is our, our first gift from a listener. Wow. So we got an ant farm. Wow. I, I honestly, I think we should, uh, we should uh, give people regular ant farm updates from the uh, Chuck Show podcast. <laughs> it's, it's so visual, though. Yeah, that's why we have social at Truck Show Podcast. Oh yeah, good point. Okay, yeah, good. Right. Yeah, buddy. All right, so uh, we've got a, a new guest coming up, which is I think going to be pretty cool. A new guest, yeah, a non-repeat. Dave, Dave Cole's never been on before, and I reached out to him. I said, "Hey, Dave, Koh is coming up. We do this podcast. What do you think? You want to so be? So, do you know Dave? I do know Dave. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he now and I, have, I have seen. I've watched Dave on YouTube. Someone had interviewed him. I don't remember what it was for, but pretty interesting guy. And King of the Hammers is now. Huge. It is huge. And I I don't remember an event, an off-road event, going from zero to hero so fast. Uh, it grew massively. So, Holman, do you know when this is? Oh, I, it's in February, yeah, right? 7th through the, I think it's the 10th, something like that. It's that wow. weekend of February, the second weekend of February. We're going to have a very busy th- February because we go from there to Lone Star Throwdown. Yeah, well, I might send you to uh, King of the Hammers on your own. Okay. Because I'm Why? trying not to get a divorce. Because I've been on the road a lot, yeah. and I don't know if I, I came home and the dog barked at me. <laughs> As if you were and a then, stranger? And then the one-year-old turned her head, <laughs> and then the 11-year-old's like, hey, why, where's my dad? Why are you in my house? Right. And then my wife had the mailman. <laughs> oh. No, I just- <laughs> <laughs> Wow, ouch. Uh, so so I'm going to try- I'll, I may go out there for a day, so we'll have to figure that out. And then I think uh, two weeks after that, we get a Lone Star Throwdown. We do. And, and do, we should, have something planned, right? Should we announce that? So we are- All right, let me- Hold on. I got to flip to my, the other page on my laptop here. We decided, and I sure hope this place is cool, because if it's not, people are going to get on us for it. Lone Star Throwdown is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. We're going to be out Saturday night. That's February 23rd. Saturday night, roughly 6 to 10, 7 to 10 p.m.-ish, right there at B-52 Brewing Company, and that is in Conroe, Texas. B-52 Brewing Company in Conroe, Texas, if you want to join us there. Have some stickers and maybe some shirts to the first few people who come. Uh, I'd like that. I think that'd be fun. We're just going to be drinking, getting our drink on, and if you want to join us... Uh, if you're Feel there, free. 
we may or may not have a recording device, but, and it yeah. all depends on how much we've been drinking by the point you or show up. Or if day one we fill up the entire recorder and have nothing <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> It'll be a busy day. We're going to be I, – I plan on being exhausted from talking to people at LST, but I think it would be really cool to hang out. So we're going to be drinking whether you guys show up or not. That's that's your call. And B-52 doesn't know we're coming yet. Yeah. Uh, we just looked it up, and it was pretty cool on but Yelp. But, hey, and if you're going to come out, then why don't you shoot us a quick email, uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or call the five-star hotline and uh, let us know. And then we can tell uh, B-52, like, if we'll have two people there, you and me, or more. Like, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't even matter because it's you and I are drinking, right? Yeah. I'm Regardless. Drinking. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going to be in Texas at a truck show, I'm probably going to be <laughs> swilling beer. I'm pretty sure from Friday through uh, Sunday, I won't be drinking water. So Right. And I might not even be drinking Dr. Pepper. And I'll be in Texas. It's a lot of beer. Oh, my God. It's a lot of beer. A lot of beer. Okay, so that's uh, February 23rd, roughly 7 to 10 p.m., B-52 Brewing Company in Conroe, Texas. So come have a beer with us, you know? Yeah. We're not buying them, though. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we can't afford it for the no. three people that no, are going to show up. I, I would do that. Would you buy a beer? Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, I don't want to be a cheap First five. Okay, first five people to show up, mm-hmm. get a t-shirt, beer, and stickers. Oh, that's a good I mean, deal. That's fair, right? Absolutely. We just buy a flight. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's right? five beers. Yeah. Oh, See? you're smart. Right? You've done this before, five, haven't you? Five beers. Five, five stars. Or, or five beers. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's what we call it. Five beers? We'll call it five beers. Yes. It's the Truck Show Lone Star uh, Meetup. Five beers. Five beers. <laughs> that's, a, that's, like, that, that's a mouthful. That's what she said. Exactly. But you just chase it down with beer, so it's fine. Yes. All right. Find us. We'll be wearing uh, really ugly truck show podcast button down shirts with our names on. Like shop shirts. Yeah, shop shirts. Yeah, exactly. and uh, and we'll probably be normal. We'll be invisible because we'll probably look like everybody else there. In Two shop shirts, m- white middle aged dudes and <laughs> shop shirts hanging out at a uh, brewery. Yeah, except we'll we'll have a, a big cardboard box full of shirts. Or I'm not carrying out the small cardboard box full of shirts. <laughs> no, dude, I'm FedExing them out. Are you doing that? Yeah, of course. All right. I'm not going to carry that stuff on the plane. Well, I was wondering. That's well, stupid. I once carried an ARB airlocker on a plane. <laughs> I know. Oh, and Wendy carried a fruitcake on a plane. Uh, I think David Page. Oh, David yeah. Page did carry it. That's right. In the, in the lockbox, like as if it was like the, the nuclear button, right? <laughs> well, and I just got back from SHOT Show and I saw Mr. Page out there. We had some Nashville hot chicken uh, in Vegas. Oh, did you really? We did, yeah. Yeah? That was good. How was the SHOT Show? Freaking amazing. Did you see my Instagram? I saw some of it. You were on the back of a Toyota truck with a Gatling with a, with gun. A Gatling gun. <laughs> That's insane. I posted that on our truck show and then on my personal at Sean P. Holman. Got a bunch of pictures of us shooting like automatic weapons with big muzzle brakes and stuff like that. How did and, that come about? Uh, so, Shotch, obviously, there's a bunch of crossover between guns and trucks. So, we've been going for about five years. And uh, Ram does a display there. And so, they always invite us out for Industry Range Day, which is uh, about 30 different tents of, of, cus- of people along the range, different companies, with their ammo and their guns. And it's like, hey, which one do you want to shoot? You're like, all of them. So, you stand in line like at Disneyland. And uh, fully automatic. We're talking like Barrett, 50 cows, Gatling oh guns, Lord. like all sorts of stuff that we could never have in California. Right. Absolutely unbelievable. So, uh, Got to shoot all that stuff, and all my California friends were uh, making fun of me online, and my socials going, "Oh, I'm telling California on you," you know. <laughs> but it was awesome, and, and the show itself. I'm is, telling is California crazy. on you. Uh, I was doing a little recon. There's some liberals are going to be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. back oh, there. you can't come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a there's a. I think maybe next year, Truck Show Podcast might have to go to the uh, Shot Show and do a little something there. You think so? I think so. Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. It's all American. It's the but I don't really. Who would we Who would we talk to? Dude, there's truck people there. I'm not saying there aren't. Well, no, no, like hmm. truck companies there. Oh, like vendors that have realized that hey, I may be saturated in the truck space. We're going to go out and do some stuff at the show. So you have people from different truck companies walking around. 
uh, because they're looking at that hunting, fishing, and shooting kind of category. So you have like a lot of companies that have like storage systems, locking locking uh, gun cabinets and safes for was inside the vehicles. Out there? Seems I like I, seems I, like deck should have been. I there. didn't see them out there, but yeah, it seems like that that would have been a good fit. You could ha- put a, lo- a long rifle in one of those. Oh things. yeah, lots of uh, lots of knife manufacturers and then gear, you know, uh, backpacks and just all anything that goes with the truck lifestyle and guns is out there. So it's pretty cool. We should, we might. And where was that? What town? Uh, Vegas. Oh, it was in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. Vegas is always a good time. How did we get on Shot Show again? Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> no, I mean we just like segued all through there. I yeah, don't even know how to go okay, well. because I've been traveling and I just got back and it was awesome. I have a knife. I brought a knife. I yeah, opened was... it. There's an ant. There's an ant uh, uh, farm and I don't know. This show is just weird. Yeah, off the rails already. Well, let's get back on the rails. And right, so get let's back talk to King Cole. of the Hammers. Yeah. Exactly. All right, all right let's dial them up. This is Dave. Can I help you? Dave, Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. What's up, dude? How you doing? Good. Hey, before we can talk to you, we have to play an intro, but I need to know first, are you a country music fan or more of a punk rock fan? More punk rock than country. All right, then here we go. Man, that hurts my throat. So there's your intro, Dave. <laughs> Hope that wasn't too bad. No, we're there. You chose it. All right. So uh, so this is uh, Dave Cole, so uh, one of the founders of King of the Hammers. And I believe your uh, your story is actually pretty uh, familiar to uh, us because while Lightning and I started the Truck Show podcast idea on a napkin at Norm's, you guys started the KOH idea on a napkin at a Chili's. Is By that correct? Way, hold on. Wait, wait. Before you answer that, that sounds like a documentary title, a napkin uh, at Norm's. A napkin at Norm's. I like that. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, a docu-thriller, napkin at Norm's on Netflix well, tonight. The food can be scary there. <laughs> yeah, that's how it started. It uh, all started back in the day, me and Jeff Noel. So it's been it's come it's come a long way since then. It's pretty crazy. So let's let's talk about the beginning of King of the Hammers. What is King of the Hammers? How how did you start it? It, it was organic. You guys were just going out to the spot in Johnson Valley, California, and it tell us how it got its name because a lot of people are just they know it as King of the Hammers, but they're too afraid to ask why it's even called that. Sure, there's a, a trail system out here, and it's not really it's not really a trail system. It was a, a collection of canyons that were broken by a club called Victor Valley Four Wheelers, and the first trail was Sledgehammer, and the second one was Jack, and then they did Wrecking Ball, Claw Hammer, and so it, it became known as the Hammers. That was the, the collective title for it, of this area inside the Johnson Valley Oatree area. And so when uh, John Reynolds won the first non-race, the, the OG race, you know, we started talking about it. And he's like, well, it's the Hammers and I'm the king. So this is the king of the Hammers. And literally John Reynolds named it. I mean, we didn't even have, we didn't have the, the initial name for this was Dave's Ridiculous Desert Race. <laughs> so, so for anybody who um, doesn't know, this isn't like a trail in your mind of like, oh, yeah, it's like the Rubicon or something. No, these are truck and Jeep sized boulders that go up and down sharp, twisting, rugged, jagged ravines on this like mountain in the middle of the desert out in Johnson Valley. These are these are waterfalls that you're going up and down the wrong way. All sorts of stuff like right. that. Yeah. Yeah, they go up and down in every which direction over some pretty crazy obstacles. That's correct. How many years had you been going out there in your crew before it became something? They cut the trails in the late nineties, mid to late nineties, about ninety five they started, ninety seven they were finished. I moved here in ninety nine and was wheeling him by two thousand. 
I got married at the top of Jackhammer in 2001. So I've been I've been out wheeling here for quite a bit. I mean, it's been coming up in 20 years. Wow, so many questions. You got married out there. We got to circle back to that. But so when you say they cut the trails, who's the they who cut those trails? The, the initial trails were cut by the Victor Valley Four Wheelers. Chuck Shaner was like the president, the main the main leader guy. And so that's a, a big uh, truck and Jeep off road club that's out in uh, Victor Valley, which is Victor Valley Four Wheelers. Yep. Back then, I mean, Jeeps on thirty fives were huge. I mean, think about it in the mid nineties. If you had a if you had a YJ on thirty fives, you were a stud. And that's what they cut these trails on CJs and YJs and old Broncos, that kind of stuff. So it's crazy. Now, yep. when, you, when you say for the layperson who doesn't, because we got a lot of listeners that don't go off-road, you know what I mean? They're in a street truck, stuff sure. like that. Absolutely. When you say cut the trails, you're not talking about with a uh, with a backhoe, or you know what I mean? You, you, no. With the, with the Jeeps, right? Truckloads of, truck of dynamite. Seriously. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious. Chuck Shaner, I was fortunate enough to go on a trail run with me and Chuck Shaner drove up uh, Outer Limits together. And he showed me where he camped for a week while they kept blowing away the sides of the mountain to get a vehicle to get us to pass a vehicle through. Because I'm telling you, this these trails are not like your typical. This isn't like, oh, we're going to go there. These are the types of things where you look at it, even today, where there's an established trail, and you sit at the bottom of it, and you go, we're driving a what? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I told you, you know, one of our listeners, I, I met out there, and we went up some of these, you know, the back door and things like that, and I thought, there's... We're not going up that. And he goes, yes, we are. And I went up and I'm like, how is like it possible? It defies gravity. Yeah. Now, I had no idea. This is the first time I'm hearing it, that these trails were crafted in such a way. To be honest with you, they look natural. I was not aware that they blew the sides. M- of the- many, many of the current ones. So, I mean, there's, there's probably 40 trails out here now that people run on. The vast majority are natural. They initial sledgehammer and outer limits were cut through so, so much granite that it was impossible. I mean, it was 50 foot vertical wall. So they did some work to make them happen then, but there's trails that people cut now because the reality is you think about it, sledgehammer was incredibly hard 10 years ago is, is now kind of tame. Yeah. Cause so, people are on forties or 42s yeah, or so 44s. Now people are going and finding stuff that you would have looked at that, you know, even I would have looked at five years ago and there's no way it can be done. And people are running it now. So a lot of people think that there was uh, such a thing as the OG 13, but that's not actually correct, is it? No, it was actually 12. Um, there, were, there was 12 guys came out and raced that first race, and JT Taylor was one of them. And when he came back the next year for the first official race, he asked me, uh, can he make T-shirts for the original guys? I said, of course. And he went out and did it, and he made it a, some OG 13 T-shirts, but there was only 12 of them. But the names <laughs> not the T-shirts were printed, so... And OG 13 sounds a lot cooler than OG 12 anyway. It totally does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that bad number. So did they have, did you have any clue as to what this would end up being? I mean, this is a, I, this is, I think it's the biggest, most important off-road race. And and I know that you got, okay, I'm not saying like Baja no, well, go or back. the Mint. Uh, the, the biggest, baddest four-wheel drive off-road four-wheel, thank race. Thank you, thank you. That? Four-wheel drive race, exactly. I'll, I'll take off-road race. <laughs> of course he will. <laughs> so yes and no. I mean, I told the guys on the lake that when there's 12 guys sitting here, I told those guys that in a couple of years they won't have to qualify in because they'll earn their spot. They have lifetime exemption. They don't have to qualify in anymore. And these guys are like, "What are you talking about qualifying?" I'm like, "In a couple of years, there's going to be 200 people in the race here, and we're going to have to limit the number. But you guys will have an automatic bid because you came to race this one race." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever." And <laughs> three years later, we had qualifying, and those guys had spots and. Yeah, they still do. So, hey, how many slots are there now? Uh, uh, how many people racing? Yeah, uh, I think we're at this year of four hundred and thirteen, four hundred fourteen. <laughs> and how many applied total? 
Oh, so there's there's still there's only one class that you still have to qualify in on, and that is the Ultra Four Forty Four Hundred class, the Unlimited Forty Four Hundred class. And there's about twenty guys that are still in the LCQ for this year that haven't qualified in that are vying for uh, the last few spots. And that's the last chance so, qualifier for those who are wondering what LCQ is. The, our our business model has kind of changed a whole bunch. I mean, in reality, just like every place else, UTVs have dominated. And there's a, there's there's that's our single biggest class now. There's 115, 116 UTVs this year. Whoa. Oh my lord. So, um, and for this, we have 130 some odd in our three classes in our Everyman Challenge, which is the limited class, four wheel drive class. So that's stock and modified and, and legends class. And then this year we um, we brought in trophy trucks. Excuse me, we brought in T1s, we have unlimited unlimited two wheel drive or unlimited desert trucks that are just the the biggest and best off-road trucks in the desert, and they're going to come race a desert race only. So you're going to have your B.J. Baldwins and your Robbie Gordons and stuff like that? Uh, yep. Uh, B.J. Baldwin's registered. Robbie's flirting with it. He keeps talking about it, but Rob McCachron and Andy McMillan, Dan McMillan, Luke McMillan, Abdali Lopez, Justin Matney, um, the top the top guys. B.J. and Christian Serapis is racing. The, the Herps are coming. Both trucks are coming. So, yeah, it's going to be, I think there's. I think we have 32, 32 T1s racing. Oh, my Lord. This is crazy. And they're racing for 125,000 bucks. And where's the money coming from? Is that Monster? Who's the title sponsor? Hey, you know, that's a that's that's I, I, I hear funny when it's it's coming from all a dollar is a dollar, right? But yes, Toyo and Monster are the are the title and presenting sponsor of the race. Okay. So it wouldn't be happening without them. They bucked up the money to put it up front. There's a lot going into it for sure. Well, that's crazy. I mean, you guys started with 12 dudes, 13 on the T-shirt, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it turns into so you, you've got big PR firms working for you now. You got, uh, I don't know, is, it, is NBC involved? We're on NBC Sports this year, and then next awesome. year we're going to be on, on ABC National, so we're on ABC Network next year. Congrats. That's 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 huge. It's really amazing. It, it, like but, I said, it, it went from zero to hero. It, not zero like it wasn't cool, but zero, it didn't exist. It was like Daytona truck meet on the custom truck side. It was a bunch of guys met in a parking lot and hung out, and now they have 15,000 trucks rolling into town. These were 12 guys who were in a pissing contest, basically talking about how fast you could run as many you know trails as you could in the hammers and now it's a nationally televised sanctioned event for off-roading that's you know there's and manufacturers actually, in it i'm not i'm not trying to one-up you but it's actually worldwide i mean we have five races in europe as well and and there's seven countries coming from the european uh from ultra europe coming over and racing really that's we've, that's we've amazing australia here japan here this year dave tell me about the the ultra four cars because a lot of people are probably scratching their head going, I've never even heard of that class of, of off-road car. That was invented by the group, right? Yeah, it didn't exist. That, that's the whole, that's what, that's what the, the, the real feat to this. It wasn't that a race had, that this event came out of nothing. It's that the car didn't exist because we had rock crawling back in the day. I mean, you know, the old school, you rock, we rock kind of cone dodging, uh, really technical rock crawling. That happened. And then there was Baja and there was nothing in the middle. There wasn't, any such thing. And there was a, a, a new kind of sport called XRA, which is rock racing that was just starting to come out, but it was short distance. I mean, you'd race for three minutes, four minutes, like a sprint. And, uh, I basically said, I think we should come up with something. I, I thought rock crawling needed a twist and still need to be able to have the technical aspect of rock crawling, but we needed some speed and some excitement. So I just thought we need to do something different. So I tried this. Talk about the cars specifically. Is there a horsepower limit? Is there like- No, unlimited. So we have different classes, but the 4400 class is truly unlimited. You can do anything you want, any tire size, any configuration, you could have twelve wheels for all I care. What makes it, um, which makes it great for contingency, right? You know, you don't have to worry about people cheating because it's basically yeah, run what yeah, you run. We, we have safety rules, and that's it. Our our limited classes have some some rules that kind of keep the competition kind of tight, 
and keep costs down. But for the most part, it's uh, it's you know, build build your car, do the best you can that suits your suits your needs and how you want to drive, and go see how you do. You got a couple years down now. Um, is there a winning combination of engine, transmission, certain amount of horsepower, certain size tires, et cetera, that you've seen that works both? Because you got a lot of different. You, you've got wide open flat desert. You've got whoop yep. section, and then you've got these rock waterfalls. And it's the same car that has to do all of it. So is there, yep. uh, have you have you personally seen kind of a magic combo? If someone said, you just hit the lottery, right? Here's a million dollars, build a car. What does your car yeah, look and, like? And it wouldn't take that. I mean, you can build an absolute world-changing uh, uh, Ultra 4 car, 4,400 car for 250-ish, 300,000 bucks. And and that's going in buying retail. And you're still just an LS motor. It's, you know, you, oh, can't really? beat, you, you can't beat it. It's, I mean, some guys are getting a little more exotic. But the bottom line, especially at King of the Hammer, speaking specifically at this race, we go to short course races where horsepower is king. But here, 800 horsepower doesn't do anything for you. You just have to break your parts. Get yourself a, a really, a really sta- stable and, and and consistent 750 horsepower LSX motor, and you it's hard to beat that. I mean, yeah, then you just beats. have a good chassis that has you know lots of uh, robust parts, transfer case a, and a, uh, a, re, a, re, a, a reed case turbo 400, yep. you know, cause you got the best, as uh, a solid turbo 400, three speed automatic transmission, uh, you take your poison on your, and, and our advanced adapters Atlas is, is the standard, but there's other guys out there. There's, there's some SDS cases and a monster case and that kind of stuff that are out there. The four nine inch dropout, which is now a 10 inch for, for racing applications is really the gear. I mean, everyone runs that. There's not many guys still running a Dana 60 anymore. They're all running, a more race-proven Ford 9-inch dropout that's uh, now been adapted to a 10-inch gear set. Well, it's funny because of all the horsepower that's going through those things, and I know if people have run Dana-based axles, the Ford-based axles, the the, uh, the amount of axle lube that you want to carry is huge because those things get so hot, and you're out there in yep. the desert, and you're in low range, uh, you're crawling up over stuff, you got lots of power, you're creating a tremendous amount of heat. So what I'm seeing is a lot more uh, fluid capacity and thermal management on a lot of the cars now. That was the big thing that changed in the first four years of us doing this is guys didn't realize how much wear you're putting on the cars. And then when we started going to short course racing, separate from the hammers and going to the more of that short course kind of venue, that's even harder on trannies and, and temperature management because it's 100% throttle, 100% brake all the time. And so they're building so much heat and it, it took us a few years to figure out how to handle it. But now people are building cars that are pretty much bulletproof. You can just just beat on them. So you talked about uh, the difference between Baja, which is you know, two fifty, five hundred, a thousand uh, mm-hmm. kilometers, miles, depending on the year and the race. And then you talked about the uh, the the rock racing and some of the series that that predated King of the Hammers. And you were talking about having that middle in between that is a a, a show of endurance as well as durability and driver skill. So what what are you at now? What's a typical race? How many miles? How does it fit in? Uh, to that landscape. So King of the Hammers this year is 240 miles, I believe. Is oh, wow. Final mileage. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a fairly long race. Um, oh yeah. Reality of that is 200 miles of that's desert and 40 miles of it's rocks. So the fastest racers take roughly how long to complete it? They will go about seven hours. The, the, the oh. average speed, the average speed is about closing in on 30 miles an hour. So I it doesn't know, sound fast, no, it doesn't but it is fast. really fast. Because there's, there's, yeah, there's sections yeah. where you're going less than a mile well, an hour. Well, and you have to remember, too, like in the middle of these races, there's guys who will flip over, be on their side, and you're watching it, and guys are driving over the top of them. 
You know, I mean, just like out of my way, I've got places right. to be, and all of a sudden, you find yourself being an obstacle it's on the It's going to look like our ant farm. It's going to look like our ant farm. <laughs> <laughs> so, how badly do cars get beaten up, or have guys learned pretty well? Like, do you guys have- If, if 30% of the cars finish, that's a pretty good rate. Oh, really? 70% yeah. loss. Yeah. 70% of the cars don't finish series. So, it's like baseball. It's a game of failure, right? Yeah, if, absolutely. If you, if you can keep moving, you can you can do well. How do most of the contestants practice? Be- if you don't contestants live- or participants? Sorry, yeah. Well, wait, they- wait, hold on. Play the music because if you're going to go contest, oh, the cast- this contestants. Is your- uh, David- <laughs> you need that one. Yeah, that's going to be the new King of the Hammers contestant music. <laughs> You've won third place. All right, no, I don't think do I don't think Dave's going to uh, no, no. pick that up from us at all. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's going to be on the live show. No, he's going to be out there with that long, skinny mic that all the, you know, yeah, the, the, the Bob Barker style. Barker's like, ladies and gentlemen. I, I've, seen, uh, I've seen Dave a lot of times. I've never seen him in a skinny suit and skinny tie. <laughs> no. Hey, no. Not he's got a hot chick to his side, though, like Vanna White. Like, turn the letter around. Come on. I'm pretty sure he just called me fat. <laughs> oh, no, no. We're, we call ourselves fat all the time. <laughs> so, hey, so. you know, uh, Johnson Valley has changed over the years, and you guys recently were part of... Of, I guess repelling a land grab that would have altered the race course and the sure. the event for the for history basically and we were on us meaning the off-road community was on the winning side of that do you want to walk through kind of some of how that happened and why the race is able to be held today even though there's competing factions for you know the military environmentalists and all the things that you have to deal with to keep this thing going yeah it's tough I mean it's tough I still don't really consider it a win we lost a lot of land I mean Johnson Valley which we used to be 206,000 acres and now it's uh, just north of like 108, so we, we lost almost half of it. Yeah. Um, but we but we were supposed to lose all of it. It was supposed to be all gone, and it it wasn't just because of the hammers. We were we were the focal point because we were the thing that everybody had a, had a magnifying glass on. But the reality of it is, our our community came together and fought and and coalesced and and worked together to be able to to figure out a way to keep this together. And we were able to save the land, and it's now a national OHVA area, which is the first one we have. So it's will always be here, and that's. That's a big deal because huge. But who wanted Dave? Dave, who wanted the land? Like, who was it? Environmentalists, so, or was it the military, no, or was it just a ploy because they didn't want a bunch of off-roaders out there? No, it's it was U.S. Marine Corps, um, and it, it's it was a tough. It's a really tough thing because you, know, you get you start to get the political conversation. But the reality is, the, the demographic that likes going wheeling is generally a, a supporter of the U.S. military. So it was hard to, you know, it's hard to 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 really stand up and say, no, we, we want to keep this land for us and you guys don't need to train more when you want your soldiers to be trained and, and fighting a good fight. But there's other land to be had and there's other things we could do. And there was actually in the end, there was compromises that could be made. So we've made the compromises and we figure out a way to, to work through it. And I mean, right now I'm, I'm sitting on the lake bed and I can hear the bombs dropping just literally five miles away. So they're training. They're using the land. This wasn't a land grab. They're using that land right now. So for those who don't know, uh, Johnson Valley is adjacent to uh, 29 Palms, which is a a big uh, marine installation out there. And so uh, as part of their expansion, they wanted to kind of overtake Johnson Valley. And it was a huge fight for many years from the off-road community to to work out a deal with the Marine Corps. And so they have some seasonal restrictions and things like that. But um, at least we're out there. We're able to wheel. And it's one of the best places. Although I got to thank the military because there's some pretty cool craters. 
(laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's how they formed the trail. They just dropped a couple bombs. You wouldn't need all that TNT. They're actually a great partner now. We actually use some of the what's now the Marine base. We get to drive on that land as part of the race course. So they're a good partner. They work with us well. Um, And I'm happy we got to this place in our in this relationship, for lack of a better term, that we can we can all work together to make something cool happen. So I've been out to Johnson Valley when there's no one out there. There's maybe five RVs. And, you know, then you go out during the, like, two weeks before, during and right after. How many people, Dave, are in the valley? There'll be 70,000 people here. It's funny. I'm sitting right in the middle of Hammertown right now. I'm looking at the fire pit. By the way, Hammertown. Yeah, Hammertown. The name of the the city that forms (laughs) in the middle of nowhere in the desert. It's uh, amazing. We, we, we just turned the lights on tonight. The, the fences are up. The tents are up. But there's it's a ghost town. There's nobody here. There's there's 40 people building the city, and there's nobody else. Now, and you have to do that, Dave, because if you don't, then unscrupulous it, potential vendors are come in, plot, plunk down, right? And they want, like, frontage. like Because like, you, you build streets and it, steins yes, and all that. It's not, I'm not, it's not about the vendors. I mean, in, in the end, that still happens. We got people kind of fit our T-shirts every year, and they're – and they're out there hawking their wares, and that's, I really don't care about it. It's not that big of a deal to me. It's just just trying to create order. I mean, the reality is, you know, 400 and some odd racers, right? You got to be able to put on a race and put on and be able to keep spectators back to put that race on. And then you also have to give these guys a place that they can do their job. I mean, these guys are coming to work. These some of these guys, this is this is their job now to race cars. And I want that so job. That, so it's a good job to have, but, <laughs> but we need to give them a spot that they can, I mean, everybody's got their 40 by 80 garage area. They put up a tent, they, they come in and they do work for two weeks. And so the, t- the fence is just more just a way to kiss, give some kind of control that you know that you go to bed at night, your race car is not going to you know, walk off while you're trying to sleep. Um, other than that, I mean, but outside the fence line, that's where, that's Narnia. That's it's, it's, Narnia. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, it's there's the, Jeep, 60, the Jeep in the wardrobe. 60,000 60, people here. It is it is absolutely insane. The first time that I had seen anything like that is is the first time that I had gone out like Halloween or Thanksgiving to Glamis. When I came over, I came out of Brawley, you go through the farmland, buy all the cows and it smells like ass, and then you go over that last crest and I remember going over that ridge and I see what look like RVs. And I go, there's no way that there's that those those can't be RVs. And then I look closer and they come into focus and I see RVs as far as I can see RV, like, yeah. and I and I think Winnebago has never made that many RVs. They can't be right here all yeah. in the same place. And I was only seeing Gecko Road. I wasn't seeing yeah. on the other side at the wash or anything. It is spectacular. And I was truly speechless going over that ridge. And then I go to Hammertown. And it's the same thing where you you come over. What is it? Old woman rot washer, whatever the darn street is. Old, old, old woman Spring, old old springs, old springs Road. Road yep. Okay, yep. out there, and you and you, you you come over the crest, and then you see the rainbow of of whips. All you know, yeah. everybody go. It's just you know what I think of when I see amazing. that. Amazing! It's I, truly amazing. I, I think of how many gallons of black water tanks there are there. You, know? uh, <laughs> you think right the crap, I, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, man, that's a lot. And then how many pistons are you know all the engines? Every one of those, how many oh, yeah. pistons are down there? A lot of yeah, lot of how stats. Much horsepower? Like, how much horsepower yep. have you added? The cumulative uh, RVs up, uh, it would be I don't know, billions of horsepower. Millions, probably. billions, yeah, it'd be crazy. Now you have a lot of volunteers. I've met a few of the volunteers that come out there. They help for everything from picking up trash to helping cars that have flipped over during the race. To and how did you assemble the the volunteers? Because that because you couldn't have grown the way you did without the volunteer base, right, Dave? No, no, it's it's amazing, and a lot of them have been with me from the very very beginning. So I've got. 
we have 40 people building the, the core team, right? Building everything here. But in another week, we'll have another 250 people will show up and oh, they just want to help. And so, yeah, we'll have, you know, plus that doesn't even count the media and the production side. That's just people making the race happen. Do the local and, high school kids get service hours? I hire a lot of them after the race to pick up the trash. I think we had a hundred people we paid. Wow. bucks a day. We, 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 we were dropping $10,000 a day. Although that's kind of sad. So all you damn dirty bastards who don't know how to put your trash in a trash bag, help freaking Dave out and throw your stuff away so we don't have to hire people to clean the desert. All right, rant over. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. People are pigs. But... <laughs> yeah, they are. Dave, what did you do before King of the Hammers? Because you said you moved out here from, you said Ohio? No. I, I grew up in Jersey, man. Jersey. So how did, yep. wow, there's no accent. I. Uh, <laughs> How did what, what he, wasn't, you do? he wasn't on the shore, probably? I guess. Right. Yeah. No, it was my Philly. Yeah. So no, I I worked I worked an office shop. I worked for GE and GM, um, just doing business stuff, sitting in the cube, programming computers, and figuring out how to run a business. I did that for a while, and then this happened, and I just I, Jeff was my partner for a while, and then when that that partnership ended, I just quit my job and went for it. So it, pretty crazy. That's that, inspiring, man. It absolutely is inspiring. So when did it become a real job? I want to know the day you were sitting in Denny's or wherever you were, or maybe on- Chili's on a napkin, remember? <laughs> Chili's on a napkin. Do you remember start- that moment when you th- when you said, this is this is our new job? Well, yeah, when it started out, it was a new job. It was just a race. I mean, Jeff, Jeff wanted me to actually make a computer program for him, and I couldn't do it. I wasn't smart enough, so I had to sit down and tell him, hey, I'm sorry I can't do your program, but why don't we just do a race? And at that point, it was just a stupid dream. It was like, yeah, whatever, we'll, go, we'll have fun for a weekend. And then after about two or three years, I was like, well, this is kind of cool. And then after, uh, I guess the fourth year is when is when I bought Jeff out. And, and it's, it's funny because I'm super stoked Jeff's going to come back down to King of the Hammers this year. I don't think he's been down for a couple of years. And it's it's awesome that we've re- rebuilding that friendship. But uh, when that I had to make that decision, does he, do I do I back away or does he back away? And I just I quit a good job and came home and I told my wife that I quit my twenty thousand dollar year job and I was going to promote a desert race for a while. And she said, <laughs> she said, get out, <laughs> get out. Here's been, your uh, ring. Yeah. No, no, yeah. they got married on top, so they, oh, she's right. got to be cool, that's right? right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. I forgot yeah. about that part. But it's taken a toll on our, my personal life. It's it's we've gone back and forth and it's been it's been tough, but it's been. It's been an incredible ride, an incredible journey. With I made the most amazing friends. I've seen, I've seen places all around the world just because of this race, and it's amazing. It's it's such it, it's it's. Everybody says, well, you know, how did you do it? it? You can't describe. If I knew how I did this, I'd have ten of them, and yeah. life would be great. But the reality is, this is like this genie in a bottle kind of magic pixie dust stuff that just happens, and it all happens because of the people that come here. If it wasn't, if the spectators weren't so awesome, the racers weren't so awesome, it'd just be some other weekend. I have a question, Dave. Could this have happened the way it did without social media? Or what was the... No, and we didn't have... Facebook didn't exist when we started this. I'm not even on social media, so I don't even have a Facebook account. Okay. So I don't even know when Facebook started, but... So you're that guy. (laughs) The one guy. Yeah, he's in the the desert without a cell signal (laughs) putting on a desert race. (laughs) You don't have time for that. There was an old website. I don't know if you guys remember Pirate 4x4. Oh, yeah. So... So I was on Pirate 4x4, and that's how we all found each other. Everybody that liked to do hardcore wheeling was on Pirate. And that's where that's where they started. So, I mean, in fact, Pirate was the initial social media for all of us, for that, from that world. I mean, there was forums everywhere for all different reasons, but Pirate was the forum for, for hardcore off-roading. So, yeah, I mean, we use social media. That's how it started. But it wasn't Facebook. It was it was just Pirate. And, and what's funny is, uh, you know, we started out and we couldn't afford TV time back then. I mean, our whole budget for this race, for the for the first real race, was thirty thousand bucks. 
we couldn't afford TV time. We couldn't afford to produce it. We couldn't even afford to run a camera. What we started doing was covering it live on the internet before anybody did anything live on the internet. We were doing live coverage and we did it with an, a laptop with a literally with a big three meter dish, a cat five cable. We took one of those stupid little cameras that you had on the laptops that clip on the, your, your monitor, <laughs> right? Turn it around the other way and walk around with the laptop. And everything I saw on my laptop was what we saw on, online. And I could go as far as my 500 foot cat five cable would go. That was our live coverage. And we did, and then we went to two laptops and then three laptops. And then, I don't know, about seven, eight years ago, we started really investing into our live show. And but and then the magazine the, guys started coming out because we went, holy crap, what's this thing in our own backyard? So, so actually a funny a funny story about that. The first real race, the, the one with 50 cars, right? After we did the OG race, I, we started talking to sponsors and they laughed at us. There was no way, the stupidest idea is never going to work. And then the media guys all laughed at us, said there's no way it's never going to work. And there was one magazine, Crawl Magazine, was was out then at the, of covering rock crawling. And they're the only ones that said they would come. So I told Jeff, I said, you know, we're going to do this, right? We're just going to tell everybody that it's an exclusive Crawl Magazine race and no one else can cover it. <laughs> and he's like, what are we doing that for? I'm like, because nothing makes something cool until you tell them they can't come. It's true. So we, we literally emailed all the people. And Sean, you might be one of those guys <laughs> from back in the day. <laughs> but we emailed all the guys at all the, ma- all the major mags and said, hey, so... We asked you to come to this race. You didn't want to come. Now you can't come. It is only crawl. You cannot come. The one guy and that was super vocal was uh, Robin Stover on staff going, we got to go do it. We gotta, uh. But at the time, you got to remember with We Rock and all that stuff, it wasn't doing anything for us. We, it was what, super, we Rock? Yep. Yeah, it was one of the rock racing and XR and those. They weren't exciting yep. in print. They weren't yep. exciting at all because it was like watching paint dry. And you oh. couldn't take the the live experience and translate it into a print product. It just didn't work. So initially, when we heard about King of the Hammers, we were suspect of it because we couldn't figure yep. out how it would translate to our but, audience when rock racing didn't work. But it turns out, and then funny you mentioned Robin, Robin broke his wrist covering that race that he wasn't supposed to be at. Right, because he, <laughs> he snuck in, and it ended up being a big deal because he got coverage anyway and then came back. And then I think after that, we the people— You guys blasted it. It was awesome. Yeah. And it, but it, that's all that happened. And so the next year, we did the same thing with spectators and with racers. That's how we got this whole qualifying thing. No, no one. We would have had twenty-five racers if we told them anybody could race. Yeah, absolutely. But we, but we had a hundred because we told them you, you have to, you have to apply. Send what? us your resume. Yeah. So, and actually, a funny another last let let me the last one, but another funny story is that so we do do the twelve-person race, then we decide, me and Jeff established that we needed thirty thousand bucks to do the next race, the big, the first real race, right? We had no money at all, and the one thing I learned from Jeff, not the one thing, but a major thing I learned from Jeff was about managing money and making sure you don't go into debt doing this, right? Right. So we near 30000 bucks. We don't have any money, no sponsors. What are we going to do? We had already talked to Empire about the race happening. Racers were calling us and saying they wanted to race, and we told them there was no spots available. It was completely full up. But if they, if they, well, put them on a waiting list. And as soon as I got to 50 drivers, I called all 50 in, in about 25 or 30 minutes. And we, I had like three different people calling them. We called them all as fast as we could and said, I've got one spot left. If you give me 600 bucks tomorrow, you can have that last spot. And so 50 guys gave us 600 bucks in two days. <laughs> we, Genius. we had 30,000 bucks. And, but I had, told, I had to tell Shannon Campbell and Brad Love and all those guys, <laughs> sorry, I don't have any spots for you. And, by by and the way, like, anybody listening, that's marketing like 201 oh, right yes. there. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, and th- and we, did, then we did the same thing with spectators and two years after that. And that's where we're at now. And now it's like, I wish they'd all go away. So what happens yeah, now, but, Dave? We got the story of where you've been, where you're at now, where does King of the Hammers go from here? You know, I just, this year we spent a lot of effort just trying to make it a better experience for everybody. 
So like making our registration process better, making what's your experience when you come on site? Like normally you go to a desert race, you spend all day in tech and contingency, you spend all day doing registration and we're turning that into like one hour. So you, you spend all your, your tech and contingency is one hour, qualifying is that same hour and you registered and you walked in the door. You're not wasting a bunch of time just sitting around doing the minutia. It, it, it's a little stuff like that, but I think that's what makes it better in the long run and people would want to come race. But, uh, you know, we're just trying to get better at what we do, get better media for it, you know, keep pushing it and, you know, making it relevant. I mean, I, my view, my only job at this point is just to keep keep us relevant. You know what, Dave? Uh, it's it's interesting you say, like, the, um, the inner workings and how smooth things should go. I was in radio for 25, 26 years, and whenever I would go to a Red Bull event, it always was run so smoothly. I was always yep. a guest, and it was always such a pleasure to go yep. to anything that Red Bull did. It was easy to get in. You had a good seat. It had, whether I was just a spectator or I was in media, and it was always pleasurable. It was never Wait. like, my name's not on a list, or where do I get a soda, or it was It was just so well orchestrated, always. And it sounds yep. like that's where you're going with, with KOH. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, you, I think you know, Sean, when you come in as media here, we you have a place to sit down, a nice couch. It's on oh, yeah. the racetrack. You got Wi-Fi. You got eat. All the stuff that is like worth gold out here. I also get black and, boogers in my nose too, but that's that's, well, that's not yeah, necessarily that, your fault. That's your personal problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, but uh, so I mean, it's it's just it's those little things are the things that I think are important. I think if you if you overlook those, that's the stuff that can back and bite you. But in overall, you know, you know, expanding Europe, expanding our racing series here. We're going to go race in San Felipe next year. We haven't done Mexico ever before, so we'll go to that. We're bringing in the T1 trucks this year. Bringing in the whole desert the desert side. Uh, a lot of that's just for me. It's just I'm, I'm, I take everything personal. Everything, everything's a chip on my shoulder. And does it does it scare you, Dave, to bring in new people? Like, for example, I think I a couple no. months back I talked to uh, uh, Travis at, at Wasserman. So you yep. guys brought on Wasserman. Now, if you guys don't know Wasserman, that's a group of PR and and marketing specialists yep. and 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 uh, artist managers, agents, agents, yep. and yep. they from your Travis Pastranas and your Jeremy McGrath and all those kind of guys. So you went BJ straight, and Andy, all yep. those guys, top top tier. So you're now like almost Hollywood status with the guys that At you're least dealing in the race with, community in the race community. Yeah, absolutely. Did was that scary? It's scary for me on the on the financial side that's the thing that's nuts to me i mean i'm when you think about it, we did a, we had a thirty thousand dollar budget to do that rate that that second race and this is gonna it's this is like 1.2 million to turn the lights on oh it, the, 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 the the stakes are so much higher, and i don't have much more money than i had back then you know what i mean so it's not like everybody's like, oh, Dave Cole's getting rich. It's like, okay, come look at my cost sheet because <laughs> right it's nuts. if i added and, up every dollar i ever made my entire life not even close to 1.2 million. No, and, and <laughs> so you made a comment earlier too, Dave, about the stress. And I could tell, you know, even though you're, you and your wife were married up on top of the hill out there, I can tell that this is this is a huge burden. So it's a, it's a it's as as passionate as you are about this, it's it's tough to pull off. Oh no, we well we and we got divorced. I mean, we it hasn't been all roses. My my life has had a lot of a lot of ups and downs, but it's just you know there's a, there's a lot a lot goes into it, and the stress is pretty tough it's for I've all of great... us who are passionate about what yeah, we love to I've do got... man we make the sacrifice yeah absolutely i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for a world i i am ruined for a regular job at this point there's no oh. way that I'm <laughs> yeah tell about... tell me about it. i couldn't have a regular job i wouldn't even know what to so, do i know but... well i sit over here and i do this <laughs> i push buttons by the way you're fired <laughs> oh, yeah i'm fired <laughs> so dave tell us um when can people oh i have to ask so if you're a spectator 
Do you recommend people come out or no? Are you like, we got Absolutely. it, we're in capacity? No, you want them out no, there. No, but actually, hold on a second. It's a legitimate no. question because at no, a certain no, point, I, Dave's the like- is, They're a liability. People are, the, the spectators are, no, are at this point a liability to me, but they're also a liability that we need to be able to have the growth and the- and the, the marketing. And keep forward. Yeah. I mean, the reality of it is, is, I mean, sponsors come and racers come because they want a crowd. Yeah. What scares me as we as we grow, it's was it was awesome when when the fifteen thousand people that came out ten years ago, they knew every rock, they knew every trail out here, they knew how to handle themselves in the desert. Now I got guys that roll up in a Honda car that is like, Oh, we needed to bring water. Yeah. I should have bought I should have brought a jacket. What's that yeah, rattling be- noise under that rock? Well let's put our hand in there and grab it. Oh. It's gonna it's gonna be twenty five degrees at night. Yeah, you should have brought a jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some of that is an issue. Um we you know, we start to get more of the party crowd versus the wheeling crowd. But at our heart, we still have the core of just the people that are off-roaders that want to be want to be out in the desert, want to go see really crazy, in, in, in incredibly talented drivers do awesome things, and be around like-minded. You know that be in that culture. I mean, this is there's you know that adage. You know, you you went to a fight and the hockey game broke out. Right. I I want Ultra Four and King of the Hammers to be. I went to a camping weekend with my buddies and there was a race. Got it. And so so that culture is happening. You're everybody's doing their own thing. But I'm going to borrow the desert for about eight hours today so I can put on a race. Just watch it for a second. You'll enjoy it. That's awesome. That's where my head's at. For people that aren't in Southern California not coming out, when can they watch it? They can watch it live online on Facebook or on our page, Ultra Racing or KingOfTheHammers.com. And we have, we'll have we have you know 50 hours of live coverage. We'll have 2 million people watching around the world on the live coverage. It's, wow. our, live show, our live show is pretty intense. And then we'll take that footage, go home, and we'll cut it in April. We'll be on ABC Network on Saturday morning. I think 10 or 11 o'clock, uh, mid-April. Okay. And so then just, it'll be three, three one-hour shows back-to-back three weeks in a row that cover the limited class racing and the Can-Am UTV race, as well as the T1, the, to- the, to- the Toyo T1 race, and then the 4400 race. Nitto King of the Hammers. What's the date of the race again? Uh, we open the gates on February 1st. Actually, the gates open tomorrow. The event starts. So the gates open tomorrow, and then everybody starts rolling in. They start camping. And we've already got. There's probably already 50 RVs out here now. We haven't even opened the gates yet. <laughs> there'll be in, there'll be 5,000 people here by Sunday, and we won't even start racing until the Saturday the second is when our first car turns on for qualifying, and then we go from Saturday the second through Friday the uh, what the eighth. Sounds like a party. That's I, true. That's man. I was out there last year. I'm coming again. It's lightning. Right on. Look me up when you got here. I got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. I'll never find him. <laughs> Dave, seriously, on behalf of the Truck Show Podcast, congratulations. It's It's been a passion and a hell of a lot of work, but we're, we're stoked for we're you. We're proud of you, buddy, man. Well, I appreciate you guys supporting the event and also just daily, you know, putting in a good word and spreading the good word of, of trucks and wheeling and just having a good time in general. So keep keep up the good work because yourselves, right? Yeah, and let let us know. Keep us in touch so we we can promote the other races that aren't you yeah. know, outside of this. If you've got other stuff, Valley. like come back yeah, or when when you're uh, when you got more stuff we, on the calendar, let us know. We come to Kentucky and Tennessee and Reno and all over the place. So yeah, absolutely, awesome, awesome, brother. Thank cool. you so much right. for the time and uh, congrats and good luck uh, on a on a good event. And once again, if people want to check it out, kingofthehammers.com. Take care. Thank you, Tom. Right. Cool, Holman. Do you mind if we do a little five star hotline? Uh, not only do I not mind, but I actually encourage it. Nice. Five stars. Five stars. Oh, no. no I think we know. That's a sad old yeah, jingle. No. no. Here's a new one. Here we go. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five star hotline. Five star hotline. All right. You ready for our first one? Uh, yeah, let's do it. 
Hi, Lightning and Holman. This is Brian from Southern Oregon, the tank truck dude. Um, I think it's going into full detail, and especially since I've been hearing the podcast, guys being confused and uh, calling me a tease for the trucks. Um, I just wanted to give you guys more information. So what had happened is that yeah. he first emailed us and said, hey, uh, if you want to know more about tiny trucks, uh, what did he say the first time? Like, he, it was a tease. He, yeah, because he kind of gave us a picture. We weren't, there's no scale. Was it like a Bronco so or we, something, yeah, we, right? Yeah, it was a uh, 78, 79 Bronco, but we weren't sure if it was uh, like a model, an RC vehicle, because it was so realistic. And so we were very confused. But and, he said something about like, hey- I'm up in Oregon where we have tiny, tiny trucks. trucks yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean Oregon with tiny trucks? Like, what are you what are you referring to? And so, yeah, we called him a tease. The reason why I wanted to call in about the tiny trucks is because you guys talk about the big ones. We have a lot of those little tiny ones that range from, obviously, pickups to SUVs. I am part of a team from Southern Oregon called Dry Creek Crawlers. We actually have a big team that's all over Oregon. And if you guys want to know more, just hit me up. You guys have my email. Also, five stars. Nice. You guys have a good one. Five Five stars. stars. Sweet. All right. Well, he didn't tell us anything. Nope. And he called us back, so maybe he tells us there. (sighs) Hey, Lightning and Holman, this is Brian, your Southern Oregon listener, the one with the tiny trucks. Wanted to call and say that you guys have, have an awesome podcast. Love it. Would love to listen to it more when you guys get more people on. One of the things that I wanted to say was... When he says get more people on, what does he mean? Like, we're chock full of guests. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, we, we wouldn't even be less us, which might actually that be better. Probably, that would be <laughs> trying to make the show better. Uh, mounted parameters and yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Anyways, <laughs> really like the podcast. Uh, wanted to give you guys more information if you guys want to involve this. Um, I am part of a team in the RC community with that tiny truck called Dry oh, Creek Crawling out of Grand Pass, RC. Oregon. We are a small yeah. community. See, there we go. We have quite a few different rigs. If you guys truly want to like know more about them, we've got trucks that are like Nissan Skyline bodies to Jeeps, Fords. Um, by the way, five stars. You guys have Dude, a good one. Bye. That's 10 stars from Brian. <laughs> 10 stars. We love Brian. So, yes, we absolutely love you for listening, and uh, now at least we know that they're RC. Yeah. So we don't know the scale, but we do know yeah, it's a club. They're cool. All right, yeah, very right cool. On. And I do need to give him... monitor, key, engine, parameter. And the one-two shot. Yeah, buddy! Because he asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can deliver that. All right, on to, uh, I guess we got another one here. Truck Show Podcast, what you said, Hey, guys. This is Matt from Ballin Park again. Why doesn't Lexus slash Toyota use Hino technology for its evil, which would be for a common substitute? Food for thought. First off, what are you smoking? And then, <laughs> and then, what are you talking about? His are the best emails. I love or it. Or voicemails, I guess. But what? Okay, so Hino, Hino, which is a division of Toyota. Why don't they use Toy? Why don't they use Hino, Hino technology, technology here in the states? Um, I uh, there was a rumor at one point when Tundra was going to come out with like a Nissan Titan XD type competitor. There's even rumor of a Tundra Dually coming that they were going to either use the five liter V8 that was possibly in the upcoming XD. We didn't know it at the time, or they were going to go in house because they have a robust commercial vehicles division in uh, Japan called Hino, and I believe you can buy some Hino vehicles here. 
And uh, I don't know what the reason is. I don't know if they didn't have quite the right engine for the U.S. market or if just federal, uh, federalizing it for emissions uh, is what made it too expensive to come. But they eventually decided not to go forward with the project and they just have a half ton lineup and they didn't go into three quarter and one ton. So the answer to the question is, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We don't know everything. Very strange. That's all I got for you. Is this the five-star hotline? Hey, guys. I'm Declan um, from Brooklyn, New York. We have... That's De- our buddy. Declan is our buddy. Yeah, by the way... Now, Declan is young. Is he 12, 13, 14, something like that? Okay. Uh, he follows us on uh, Instagram. Read, read, read his bio for me. All right, so this is our friend Declan, and he has an Instagram, and, and I won't share his Instagram. You'll have to go find it, you know. Super cool kid. Follows us. We And it does truck reviews. Have you been watching him on Instagram? Yes. He does truck reviews. Yes. Yeah, his family uh, recently got a, uh, a Sequoia TRD Sport, I think, right. uh, package. And so he was uh, kind of reviewing that. Anyway, uh, Declan... And his bio is, I want to be a farmer. I have a 2018 at John Deere X57 mower. By the way, proudly posts his mower online. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he says, I love lifted trucks and listen to the Truck Show podcast. And my family has a Sequoia. And uh, Declan is like one of our early listeners. And he writes to us all the time. And Declan, we love you, dude. Thanks. It's amazing. I love watching his Instagram because he like critiques every truck he comes in contact with. So his 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 family will do like a slow roll by like down the street <laughs> and there'll be a car parked, you know, curbside and he's like his mom will slow down and he look rolls down the window and he's like, "Yeah, I don't like that wheel and tire combo." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that's our man right uh, there." That's right. He's uh he's one of ours. <laughs> he's one of ours. So, uh, yeah, keep going. Then um talking and talking to you guys in my um post about my new truck it is I I don't personally drive I'm only 13. But my parent, my family's new truck is a 2018 Toyota Sequoia TRD Sport. So that means it has like the all black leather interior, Bill Stein shocks, TRD sway bars. He even says, says Bill Stein, Stein right. correctly. Yeah. Dang! <laughs> but all that, it's black on black rims, everything. I, I was goofing off at school with my Chromebook, and I <laughs> no, exactly truck dude. songs. Don't trade us for school. Like and then guess who pops up? You guys. I think it was the day after you released your first episode. So I've been listening on my drive upstate. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. You make my drive in New York City traffic a lot better. You guys are awesome. Really looking forward so I can drive five stars and mount your parameters. And I'd love it if you guys could play the um, email jingle for me. (laughs) We will. Love the jingles, by the way. And it's Holman Zenlightening. Yeah! Oh, no, I, ain't I knew playing. he was my buddy. I ain't playing sh- for you, Jack. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Holman Enlightening. Yeah. See, this kid's smart because yeah. he knows he's going to get my yeah. goat like uh, that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That cracks me up. Oh, no, he's he's awesome. Uh, we will, we First off, hold on, hold on. Let's. Do, this is for Declan. Okay. Five, Five stars! stars. All right. And it's Lightning and Holman. And if you say anything Holman other- Holman Enlightening. If you say anything other- I'm going to come up upstate New York, and I'm going to kick your tiny little butt. Right? <laughs> no, you can't threaten a kid. <laughs> so, Declan, even though you're drinking some Haterade, I think uh, <laughs> this one's for you. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. Yeah. What? <laughs> 
we going to read or are we just going to dance? I'm dancing, dude. You know I don't start reading till the end of the show or the end of the song. Come on now. All right, who's going first? Am I going first yeah, or you're go going first? It. All right, all right. Dear Lightning and Holman, that's how it is right there. Lightning and Holman. This is from Max. Uh, hey, it's Max Glover from Texas. I'm currently a student at Texas Tech University, and I drive a 1992 GMC 6.5 turbo diesel. I love the dang thing so much, in fact, that I recently finished rebuilding the whole truck. Everything is new or refurbished except for the engine. Currently, the chassis and engine have 345,000 miles on wow. them and still running strong with no blow-by. Uh, do you want to explain blow-by for people that don't know? Explain don't what? Blow-by. <laughs> what did, I know <laughs> I kind of slurred it. Can you say that 10 times fast? Yeah, no, I can't. That's what she said. <laughs> what is blow-by, Holman? Uh, it is when you have uh, things like uh, uh, oil. Mm-hmm. Blowing past your uh, rings on your pistons, right, and fouling up your combustion chamber. Perfect. That's blow by. I heard one of your shows that you were thinking of making an IDI episode. Well, I have a friend that I worked for here in Lubbock that specializes in six two and six five Detroit diesels. His name is John, and he's a whiz. He runs a diesel business called Unique Diesel. They took over a Michigan company called uh, Pensin. Wow, Peninsula. Oh, Peninsular. Peninsular. Peninsula. I'm, I'm showing this to you. Is that Peninsula? I don't know, but I'm about to drive a Peninsula right <laughs> know, on right? your uh, Peninsula <laughs> diesel, which specializes in marine 6.5 liter engines. John's built a 6.5 drag truck and made some amazing power for these engines. And there are a lot of 6.5s still on the road. And I figured John could tell you guys a thing or two about how to make them powerful and last a long time. Interesting content, of course, with his permission. I'll give you guys this information. Follow up if you're interested. P.S. Five stars! Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. All right, so Connor says, Hey, fellas. Connor here from KC, Missouri. I found you guys through Greg A. on YouTube. Oh, I love me some Greg A. And uh, he says, When I listened to my first episode, I thought, Wow, that was dumb. (laughs) So did we. I'll listen to another one. Or all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So he says, My question for both of you and whoever may be... Sorry. What did you eat, dude? What's yeah, going on there? Something got stuck. A cat or something. What the? Oh, that's what she said. Hairball. Uh, he says, uh, my question for... Bo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys should see it. I, I can't... What's going on there? Mm. You already sucked down an I'm entire extra-large doctor, Wienerschnitzel mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper. I'm low on Dr. Pepper. And there's nothing it's soothing left in my, there. soothing my throat. There's ice? <laughs> Listen. Okay. I'm to the bottom where like the ice is melting into the Dr. Pepper, so right. it doesn't well, taste like anything. Well, sweat but... all over no, the dude, table, yeah, so the table's, all right, the keep going. Ruined. All right, for the fifth time. <laughs> for the sixth time. Uh, dude, this did is you like, see the suckage meter was just dude, like pinned for a second? This is like when I was shooting that commercial, and right. they just kept it, take 12, and then like, like, the guy shows up with like the, the what do they call those? The, uh, the snap uh, uh, the check? The, well, it's, a, it's a clapper. The clapper, anyway, yeah. yeah. All right, try it one more time. Okay, let's do it. My question for both of you, and whoever may be co-hosting, what would be your ultimate tow rig if money was no option? Geared around having to pull 15,000 pounds for hours at a time, take suspension, engine modifications, transmission, rear end gearing, and turbo setup into consideration. Can't wait to hear about what setup you guys would roll with, and five stars! And he says, uh, P.S., the fruitcake... And he says, P.S., the fruitcake episode had me in tears from laughing so hard. Oh, nice. So, we should... Not answer that question here. We should bring it up with KJ when we've got him on the phone. Yeah, so KJ will be coming on from uh, Diesel Power. So uh, he was just at the 2020 GMC Sierra reveal, and we'll uh, we'll throw it into that segment. Okay. This one's from Ron, titled True Truck Nuts. Hey, guys, we are a Chevy Love family in Whittier, California, and my daughter drives the 4x4 and has the proper truck nuts under it. After all, it's a machine, not an animal. (laughs) I drive all over Southern California hauling oversized loads. 
uh, construction cranes and parts. Love the show. I wear an XL. Thanks, Ron. Be safe. So here's the thing. Under his daughter's truck are an actual set of actual, like, nuts. So these are probably on a piece of chain. Almonds? No, no, no. Actual, like, uh, machine nuts. Machine nuts? Are those like corn nuts out of metal? No. Well, I no, don't know what you're talking like, about. Uh, I haven't seen the picture. Like, well, not like a quarter 20 nut. Oh, actual like mm-hmm. nuts. nuts. Like nuts and bolts. Nuts, nuts and bolts. Got nuts. it. Okay, well, I didn't so understand what the hell you were talking about. There's two of about. them hanging on a chain. Right, got it. Look at the picture. All right, no, I got it. I got two it. of them hanging I'm on a board. chain. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's, it's real truck nuts. So the guys who like want the yeah. joke that right. I have truck, truck nuts, he but has these are actual giant probably- I don't One know. One and a half inch. They're giant nuts. ID. They wouldn't even, they were not ID. What the hell? What's a what's a, a nut that big? Like, I know a quarter 20 is a quarter 20, and then you have, what's a nut that big? I don't know. Well, I don't even know what you call them. I, I don't know what size those are. They're just it's like big. A, it's a big nut. It's a Well, there's two of them. Nuts. Nuts. They're big nuts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, this thing nuts. is falling apart. <laughs> we suck. The wheels are coming wow. off the show. Dude, did we take a week off? We didn't. We were just no. here not that long ago. It's just, it's suckage. Okay. Uh, Steve G. Let's see if Steve G can save us. All right. He says, do you hear that? I mean, no. What? Just listen. He says, that's all the people who agree with lightning. About talking all about the past. <laughs> yeah, and then he okay. says, what's up, Holman and Lightning? Thank you. Nope, nope. You're off my list. says, I just finished the Brett Oaks episode, and now that is my favorite one, followed by the Gale episode. Probably- oh, Brett Oaks. Yeah, he says, probably because it's so relatable to me. I agree completely that you guys should get Bob Haas on the show. Even being a Midwest mini trucker, I know who he is, and he's a legend. I totally forgot the last email to give you... Five stars! Sweet. He says, I can't stop listening to you guys. Keep up the awesome work and great jingles. Oh, I'm a 3X and we'll include my address. Mounted parameters. Mounted monitor key engine parameters. This one's from Jonathan titled Real Truck Stories Recently. Oh, hold on a second. What? It says, Dear Holman and Friend. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. I don't think I want to go on. You have to read it. You can't not read it because you're upset. I mean, Jonathan, what did I do to you? What did I do to you? I think it's what you do to me. I think the listeners are like, man, Lightning's a dick. How am I a dick? I'm the friendliest guy I know. I show up here once a week with you. Clearly, it's not me. It's my people. Oh, man. Where's my peeps? I don't have peeps. Let's just keep reading emails. Maybe we'll find one. All right, come on. Keep going. Dear home and a friend, recently the company <laughs> Wait, hold, I work I'm sorry. for- sorry. You mumbled. Can you, can you do that again? Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't think that's what it was. Recently, the company <laughs> I work for has been swapping out our old 2015 Toyota Tacomas with the a horrible re- <laughs> Wow, you just, you are so upset right now. Is that a tear in your eye? <laughs> All right, here. Uh, Jonathan, you know what? You took the time to write us. He took the time. I'll read it properly. Okay. He says, Jonathan says, recently the company I work for has been swapping out our old 2015 Toyota Tacomas with new 2018 to 2019 F-150s. And I have to say, this may have saved my co-worker's ass. Whoa. While driving home down a sketchy canyon road, my co-worker hit a cow going 50 to 55 miles per hour. Damn, that's a fast cow. (laughs) Fastest cow in the West. (laughs) He was able to walk Did he catch him? (laughs) <laughs> he was able to walk away from the accident, but I feel it would have been way worse. I attached photos below. Also, what I made to make fun of the situation. Although the truck did its job, they did scrap it after the hit. Also, a great place for a SoCal meet and greet would be Gorman off-highway vehicle area. Oh, yeah. Okay, so look at the truck here. It is 
beat up on the front end and then look at the bottom. Oh, move over, is the meme he created at the bottom here. Move over? Is that move, move over? over. Got exactly. It. See what he did there? Because uh, the, the cow reference. Got it. Got it. All right. So, Jonathan, you redeemed yourself. It's a, it's a good email. We appreciate it. Uh, Justin says he got caught. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm afraid to read this. He says, uh, hey, Holman and Lightning. Are you serious? In parentheses, it says jab at Lightning. So I think apparently I have to jab you now. What's going to happen if I retire? <laughs> you're you're going to get someone else and just fill in the... Hey, Holman and Thunder Buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nobody knows your real name, and uh, they won't know. We'll just call the new guy Lightning. You know what's funny is, I, so I make a big deal as if I care. I don't give a rat's ass. Change the name for all I care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jaboobly and Holman here at the, <laughs> <laughs> at the truck show. <laughs> Somebody actually, I have to find the email they wrote to me. And they do that because they know it and bugs it's funny. Me. It's fine. I don't give a rat's ass. All right. Hey, Holman and Jaboobly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he yep. says, uh, just wanted to say thanks again for the t-shirt. <laughs> so, Can you imagine that on the shirt, Jaboobly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we should totally make stickers like that. It would be funny. Um, so I stole my wife's phone to give you guys another five-star review, but just before I hit submit, she realized I had hers, and she took it and said, no, I want a shirt too. She heard me singing the intro and some of the jingles a few times and listens to you guys. Anyway, she said she'd like a 2X, and she'll let me post the review. I think Justin's trying to get another shirt out of us. Yes. I think, I think he's so a too. storyteller. Hmm. And he says, I know you said it was getting expensive. I'll be happy to pay for the shirt or shipping or both. Please let me know. Uh, Justin, we'll dig through the pile. If I can find a 2X, we'll see now, if we can get one. Now, here's out. what we do. If your wife leaves us a message on, on the, the five-star five star hotline, 657 Corroborating your email story. Exactly. I was getting to that. All right. Well, now you say that. 657-205-6105, have the wife call. And she has to say that this story is not BS. That's exactly right. And then we will send you a shirt. Happy to. I think that's fair. Absolutely. All right. First off, got to say I love the content, jingles, guests, and the show as a whole. My name is Reed, and I live in SoCal. What's up, Reed? 65 miles a day, round trip to and from work. I've owned a 2001 Ford Ranger, which was the one you got an email about and saw it on three wheels. That was the one where the wheel flew off a long time ago. You remember, Reed? Yep. And uh, he says, and a 2001 Toyota Tundra. My life revolves around trucks, off-roading, dirt bikes, and camping. I daily drive a lowered VW Passat. I guess trucks and VWs go hand in hand, but I want a truck again. I'd like both of your opinions on a good half-ton crew cab, fuel-efficient truck, good for commuting, and just a little bit of off-roading. <coughs> Nissan. <laughs> By the way, I got me a Truck Show podcast shirt in the mail, and I love it. Keep up the great work, and uh, make sure to keep mounting those parameters. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, Reed. <laughs> I guess you could definitely take a look at the uh, Nissan Titan. That, yes. That's always solid. Um, you might want to look at the uh, the new Ram, the off-road packages. You can get them with the e-torque V6, which might be an option, because I'm guessing that you could do some Now, that's the one you were driving for. You had it for a couple weeks, right? That was the e-torque Hemi. You can also oh, get, e-torque the, Hemi, you can also right. get the e-torque on the V6, which okay. uh, which ups the fuel economy. Um, and uh, obviously, the Fords with the, uh, the V6s are pretty fuel efficient and the 10-speed automatic. So, yeah, there's a lot of choices out there. Or does he want to wait for one of the smaller diesels that are coming well, out? Well, he said uh, half-ton trucks. So I'm going out with uh, the half-tons, and I'm assuming he doesn't want the diesels because- Oh, good point. He's probably a little bit too expensive. Sounds like he wants something affordable. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, there's the, the Ford 2.7 is a, is a fantastical engine, especially paired to the 10-speed. The Nissan Titan for a V8 is really good with a 7-speed. Well, the uh, Chevy's with the 5.3s, right? Chevy with the 5.3s is a great choice, too. Right. And those are 8-speeds uh, currently, but I think they will... 
be 10 speed options soon, but I think right now you on the new truck they're 8 speeds with a okay. 5.3. 10 speeds with a 6.2. This one's from Clayton. He says, new fan here. I found your show by hearing Ronnie mention his appearance on C10 Talk. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks, Ronnie. He's an awesome guy. Uh, we're going to have to have him on in a couple, couple more episodes. Oh, yeah. we got to have him back. He had so many damn stories. Uh, decided to listen to his episode, and I've been binge listening ever since. I started over at the beginning, and I'm about three quarters of the way caught up. The show is entertaining and informative, and I grew up with my trucking and sport truck mags in my backpack every day at school. Been a truck guy ever since. Keep up the good work. And if you're still sending shirts, I'm a large and five stars. stars. Sweet. Really appreciate that, Clayton. All right, so Seth here says Holman and Lightning, uh, in parentheses, <laughs> alphabetical order. Uh, I'll let it slide. Okay. It says, the uh, conversation about airbags with quick disconnects prompted me to ask my dad if he'd ever done anything of that nature. He's been in the automotive industry for over 30 years, owned a few shops, was even a Banks dealer. He had an 04 Duramax with a full setup, and yes, my obsession originated with words six gun and speed loader. Nice. And done a plethora Those of- Those are tuners, by the way. By the way, yep. And done a plethora of one-off projects for sort customers. Is it customers. plethora or plethora? I don't know. Uh, one of these projects involved a three-gallon <laughs> air compressor that was mounted under a truck and plumbed so that the airbags could be completely disconnected with relative ease and onboard air was easily accessible. Not sure if it fits the requirements, but with a little redneck ingenuity and a few cases of beer, anything <laughs> is possible. Says so he uh, currently have a 71 C10 short bed single cab with a 350 and wood in the bed that runs and drives in decent condition. Normal California what's truck. He, wait, 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 wait. What's in the bed? Uh, he's got the wood bed. That's what she said. Yes, she did. Uh, that we bought from an older guy <laughs> 10 years first, ago. Say, hold on. At first you said wood in the bed, not a wood bed. So when you said wood in the bed, uh-huh. then it was like- That's what she said. Got it. Right. Okay. But not wood bed. Right. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, he says, and thanks for this podcast. Finally have a little motivation to finish. Thanks for the great show. And of course- Five stars! And that's uh, Seth from Bakersfield. Thank you, Seth from Bakersfield. Appreciate that. And uh, Seth, you uh, left us some uh, some additional comments directly to us, and we will get back to you uh, when we can. All right, this one from Connor, and he says, Lightning and Holman. I feel bad that Lightning gets picked on more than Holman. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Aww. I don't know why, and it doesn't really bother me either way, but I appreciate it. Well, you just sat up a little straighter when you read that. I know. I worked for two super abusive like <laughs> morning show hosts for many years. Honestly, and I'm not joking, there's nothing you guys can say that would insult me, so bring it on. I do enjoy it. He says that, and then he goes to his little dark place that's damp and <laughs> quiet and cries a little nah, bit. Nah. Anyways, I found you guys uh, through Greg A. on YouTube. You guys can make an eight-hour shift less miserable, and that's impressive. Oh, thanks. Could, could we get more YouTubers on the cast, such as uh, D-Max Rhino, Dirty Max Jack, uh, Mark DeCola, and maybe Street Speed 717? I'm sure there are many more great truck channels out there, but those are just the ones that I could name off the top of my head. Thanks, Connor. And that's cool. um, I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I've seen Dirty Max Jack. I don't know who Mark DeCola or Street Speed 717 are, check but out. we are absolutely going to check them out. So thanks for the tip. So this one's going to require your uh, computer because we got sent a, uh, a sound clip. So this came from uh, Randall. Uh, he's been listening to the podcast since the very. Wait a minute, what do you mean there's a new sound clip? That's he said. He's this. contributing to our uh, sound effects. Is, yeah. Okay. Says I'm a certified heavy equipment operator and I'm currently trying to get hired as a haul truck driver for a large open pit mining company. <gasps> These trucks are the big boys that'll haul 300 tons of material. Where is he? Can uh, we he go there? He doesn't say. Well, we, well, he has to get hired first. Oh wait, wait, he's not. He says what? he's working on trying to get hired. Then. Oh, okay. okay. Says well, these, when you get hired, please. Yeah, call us. Yeah. He says they're uh, wider than a fourth-gen Ram Dually Fender. 
He says, I came across a video. I had to save the sound clip. I hope you guys enjoy and put it in the regular rotation. And uh, this is the sound Oh, yes. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. That sounds like, like a movie or something, isn't Seth- it? Seth. Uh, that R- sounds Rogan? like not Green? Seth Rogen. No, 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 Seth. Um, Seth Green. Seth Green. Yeah, yeah it sounds like Seth Green. I have no idea. Play it again. Oh yes. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't sound like him. No, because I, I was thinking Seth Green from the Austin Powers movies, but that's, no, no, that's, that's, not, that's him. not him. No, it's not. I don't know who that is. Play it again. Oh yes. <laughs> I I feel like we've heard that. before. I, I have. I know. That, that's from a movie. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wait a minute. One more time. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is that Adam Sandler? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. One more time. Oh, yes. <laughs> nope. Oh, dude, not. I'm just. I don't know. I don't know I'm either. I'm so confused. Right, where that well. would, will we, you're going to have to write us back and tell us where you got the damn sound effect. We will use it. Happy to. All right. Uh, and then we've got a couple ones here. Uh, this one. Is from Randy on Facebook. Sent us these pictures of his. Oh uh, wow! Look at that thing. Says after listening to episode forty nine, I wanted to show you my truck with Deaver leaf springs. It's a two thousand three Tundra with the BTF race kit front end and a giant Motorsports Link killer rear leaf spring kit that uses Deavers. Says I'd love a shout out on the show where you either rip on it or love it. Thanks guys, love the show. Not gonna rip on it, love it. No, I think it's way cool. I'm in. Uh, Kent Crowley wrote this uh, to us, and this is my favorite. Uh, this might be my favorite of the week, actually. Your favorite what? Email? Yeah, or just my our favorite message. Yeah. Okay. He says, um, "If you guys are recording right now, draw a dick on something and piss lighting off for me." <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't piss me. I think it's funny. It is funny. Um, there, I, when he comes into my office and draws wieners everywhere, I leave him up. There's wieners you drew from months ago. Are they still, still up there? Yes, I think it's hilarious. Did you see the ones where I changed all the words around? And yeah, letters of course. And stuff people like walk into my office and they're like, you know, there's dicks up on your no, whiteboard. You're all Toyota I'm like, gaskets. I'm like, yeah, Toyota gaskets. <laughs> no, I, whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it cracks me up. All right, so you remember uh, last week, uh, Sean from Empire Fab sent us a uh, yeah, voicemail. Yeah, he sent a voicemail and he's like, and he teased yeah. us with a sound effect. What's that noise? It was a car on a dyno, right? All right, here we go. Okay. It's not very good quality. Oh, here we go. Oh, glorious. That sounds good. But I'm remember, still, you thought it was. I th- well, because we were talking. What's that noise? <laughs> What's that noise, exactly. So we were talking the show prior about LS swaps. So I just thought, it, it, to me, I, c- I couldn't really tell, but I, that was just a guess. And your guess was? My guess was a camera. I thought maybe it was a five liter coyote or something mm-hmm. um, because it was revving so high. Okay. He wrote us back. Oh. And he says, well, apparently your hotline has caller ID. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. He says, uh, you guys got me. The motor on the engine dyno was a 351 Windsor with twin turbos. Oh. 13 pounds of boost from a 351. He was making uh, 1,000 horsepower. <laughs> I guess <laughs> nice. I guess that was a, a Nelson Racing Engines build. And uh, he sent it from a, a Diviac Fabrication on Instagram. So anyway, if you go to uh, Diviac Fabrication, you can I, see the engine How would you even spell that? Spell that out. Uh, D-I-V-I-A-K Fabrication on okay. Instagram. Uh, thousand horsepower twin turbo Windsor motor. I'd like to see oh. the video of it. Now, we've only seen the audio, heard the audio. So, yeah. Oh, there it is on Instagram right there. Okay. A few more uh, reviews came in this week. Uh, this is pretty funny. For we got my... new reviews? Yeah, new reviews. Okay. Dude, we're, uh, we're well over... 325 reviews. Well, what's well star? over 300? <laughs> well, you know, like... Uh, well, well over 325 well, could be 700. 
No, no, no. <laughs> We're almost at 350. Okay, How about that? See what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. This is one of my favorite ones. He says, uh, favorite part of my work day. Uh, this is uh, Jack W.S. says, Holman's knowledge and influence on the truck industry. Ten tenths. Ten tenths. <laughs> They're fans. He says, uh, Lightning's radio charisma. Ten more tenths. Oh, wow. Lightning's ability to send me the shirt he promised. Well, still a good show. Oh, now hold on a second. Hold on just a cotton picking second. One minute, one minute, one minute. Turn around and look at that box. Uh, No, I'm dead uh serious. Nope, nope. Turn around and look at that box. What box? I don't see a box. See, this is not cool. You guys Mm -hmm. don't know this. I made good on all the all the shirts that I was supposed to send out. Uh Right? Mm -hmm. There's a box of shirts back there that Mr. Sean P. Holman was supposed to send out. No, those are the international ones, and then I haven't given you a list on the latest ones. So you're framing I'm sort me. of holding you up on that. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. All right, and Boosted 2-Valve says, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Boosted 2-Valve. Yeah, buddy. Love the show, guys. You two are hilarious. I disagree. And make every second of the podcast great. Jingles are great. Guests are awesome. Love that info. And... Five star! Sweet, thank you. So we really appreciate that. And um, here's the thing, is that uh, we are uh, beholden to ratings. I mean, just like TV and anybody else, we're trying to get more people to find us, as you can imagine. And uh, iTunes rewards shows with good ratings, and a lot of them. So And actively. Like, and, don't feel like, you know, that the ratings are enough. And they just stop. It no, hurts the show. And no, we, keep we them need coming. more. Yeah, Tell your so, friends. Please, please bring them on. There's no such thing as too many five star ratings. So. No, no, keep them coming. Yeah. And uh, in, speaking of five stars, mm. we should talk to our five star buddy, who's the editor of uh, Diesel Power Magazine. Uh, let's call Mr. KJ Jones. Okay. Nice. Hey, what's up, Yo, KJ? KJ Lightning Home and Truck Show Podcast. What's happening? What's happening? How you guys doing? We're fantastic. Hold on, we got to play your intro real quick, so don't say anything. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh, oh that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, KJ Jones, editor in chief of Diesel Power Magazine, uh, on the line and. KJ, you you went to a pretty interesting reveal this week that I think the Truck Show uh, podcast audience is going to want to hear about. Yeah, Sean, um, I traveled down to San Diego, California on uh, Tuesday, and we were treated to the unveiling, first eyes to see, first media eyes to see, the 2020 GMC Sierra HD. Ooh, so jealous. (laughs) Not cool that I wasn't there. It was pretty cool, man. It was pretty cool. Now is this the one with the, the the ship and it was pulling a boat in a in a dry dock? Yes. What the hell was that all about? Yes, the uh, the event was held at a marina down in San Diego, and um, the marina at this marina was a company. I forget the name of the company, but basically they build, modify, um, fix whatever have you, massive massive yachts and ships and, and cruisers, and um, I guess you could say the the, the grand unveiling was of the. Uh, Sierra 3500 HD, the one time, and it pulled um, not a, not a great distance, but but given what the uh, the load was, two inches is a great distance or a fantastic feat. It tugged 225,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find out was that more or less than the Tundra that towed the space shuttle? That was well, you know, that's kind of a unique 
question, Sean. You know, the Tundra uh, pulled a massive aircraft, um, but it was, a, you know, a half-ton vehicle. You know what I mean? Versus this one-ton, you know what I mean? It's not the same truck no, pulling definitely not. A, massive, a massive deal. So uh, as these things go... I don't know what the uh, the shuttle weighed in at. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it out. Look it up here. So I see a couple different things online. One is saying that the whole apparatus of the space shuttle was uh, 292,000 pounds, but then something else here says that the space shuttle was a mere 150,000 pounds. Whoa. So oh, with tow gear, yeah. So 292,000 pounds with the uh, space shuttle. And why did? How did they decide that this was the thing they needed to pull? Like, what? They just looking for heavy heavy objects? Or, I mean, well, uh, I guess you know, at the end of the day, Jay, they're they're trying to let people know that um, coming soon, when we really know what the towing capacity is of this truck, the claim is in excess of 30,000 pounds. So what's um, you know any better way to say? in excess of 30,000 pounds by going with something that big and that massive as just a demonstration. So we know the Ford is that I think maxes out the F450 is 35,000. Okay. Ram just came out and no, that said- was, That was the F450. The 450. We're okay. going to crush you like the cockroach that you are. And uh, <laughs> came out with the Ram 3500 max tow at 35,100 pounds. <laughs> and so clearly right. somebody at the general is playing funny with the numbers until they figure out how high they can go with their new chassis. So I found it here- Apparently, the uh, boat and dry dock uh, combo was uh, yeah, just a mere 225,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was pretty cool to watch that on video. And uh, myself and Jason Goderman were driving back from uh, the SHOT Show, and we weren't able to go to the San Diego Unveil because we were in Vegas for the SHOT Show. So uh, we knew KJ was down there, and so KJ was live streaming it on Facebook, and we were watching it in the uh, on the drive home. Now, you and I have had the uh, the pleasure of being one of the few people – outside of General Motors, who have seen both the Chevy Uncovered as well as now the GMC Uncovered. And it's funny because in the half-ton, my opinion, and everybody was absolutely shocked, floored, horrified at the first Chevy heavy-duty pictures that came out, and there's a gazillion memes about the funny uh, remote-mounted mirrors. That was the LTZ? Uh, I think it was the LT that came out. Well, KG and I saw the High Country, and I really like the High Country. So it's funny. In the half-ton, I think the GMC is a better-looking truck. But from what I've seen from the heavy duties, I kind of like the Chevy better, to be honest with you. Hmm. Wow. I know. I didn't know if you felt the same or not, Cage, because I know that's a controversial um, statement. Honestly, I, I, I honestly and objectively, I, I do like the GMC front better. I okay. guess it's just right now something about that that bar going across the front of the Chevy's uh, fascia, across the front yeah. of the grill, that I still need, it still needs to grow on me, but... The GMC has a very, very smart-looking grill. It, it looks really It's clean. very detailed, and it's it, it's uh, got some very nice uh, – just the way it's designed, it's very, like, jewel-like and very precise-looking. So exactly. It's something that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing here. Now, I'm looking at a picture of um, Brett Evans here, who's got a microphone, the truck trend thing, and he's standing in front of the truck, and the front and rear wheel wells. Marker the, lights. The fender lip, right? The, it has marker lights on it. Yeah. Yeah. What yes. the F is that? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I, I guess we can almost say, say for whatever the, uh, you know, the other manufacturers do eventually, that might be the new the new age marker light, you know? And no. Really <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you and, kidding you know, with that? Can't we can't do that. It's always been, you know, in the, in, the, in the fender. Let's go with the dually fender. It's always been in the fender in some way, but, you know, that's kind of. It's Dude, very not, not top dead center. 
Like that is <laughs> dumb. You don't like that, huh? Hell no. no. Wow, like you're that. you're a hater. What do you mean? Say, it's freaking hideous. Jay is drinking here. the haterade. Do not hit my hips. These are my hips, and I love. I love. <laughs> no way, dude. I, this ain't this ain't the Kardashian of trucks. Oh you know what I'm saying? Look at this. I'm seeing. Look at this. So, look. I come from like I had I had a bunch of Euro cars when I was young. Uh-huh. And they all got clear markers. Like uh-huh. everything I could get from Europe, they'd have clear markers on, or we'd get rid of the markers if we could. Right. Sure. And just like if you're a motorcycle rider, you take those stupid gangly markers off and you tuck them up under the fairing, uh-huh. right? Or sure. the tail. Have the, you ever heard of duct tape? These you can't you can't get rid of this no, sucker. The there, first man. thing anyone's gonna do is is bondo the crap out of their you know their 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 dually bed. Well, but I'm not sure is, you're getting on, your point on, across. Jay. Across, hold I don't. On, Jay. You know, the, the, there's this this wonderful thing called the aftermarket, and you never know. Maybe <laughs> the aftermarket will come together and put together marker lights of clear variety or whatever color is gonna please you, and they'll go in the same place. You know what I'm saying? So don't don't just don't just bash it so instantly, Jay. But you nothing know, there, pleases there's hope. <laughs> he thinks he thinks if he he, he calls me Jay, it'll deflate me because there's no more lightning. <laughs> Listen, KJ. All right, I I don't think that even if you put clears there, I'm going to be hip on it. But we'll see. I, I will. I'll dial it back. I'll dial it back. And I will be patient. Let's see it in person. There, I think every like all these things people are freaking out about. Like I said before on the show. The world's not ending. Nobody died. It's fine. It's no, but fine. I didn't. Just everybody right. be okay. I didn't personally mind. I didn't okay. mind the Chevy. You know, with the hold on with the you know the LT that had the Chevrolet spilled out. The I, Chef Flowlay girl. The Chef Flowlay moron. It's no. Listen, it's I the Flogo. It is not the Flogo. <laughs> I I didn't mind those. Like I know there was a ton of hate. I was already warming up to it, and uh-huh. I was just watching people flame oh, it dude, online. It was awesome. I was like, nah. It's a little weird, but I don't mind it. And I, I, you know, I'm looking at it here online. I, I love the GMC. I've always been a little partial to GMC okay. as far as the the front end because it just looks so massive, so uh-huh. beefy. You know, vertically, mm-hmm. it's just wide open. And um, I like the I like the lines. And I I really think I would love to see the um, the front fenders um, not have lights in them. Not a not have lights, <laughs> but be color matched. So the one that I'm seeing here pulling the the yacht, dude, you have a painter, you can make that happen in your life. I'm it's just fine. Saying, Why you, wouldn't they? And I, I apologize. Lightning, follow me here, man. <laughs> these, these are these are all all fixable in in your opinion uh, flaws. They're traits right now. They're fixable traits or or, or changeable. KG's traits. defecting anyway. He's already professed his love for the Super Duty, and so I just he's already lost. So his opinion so doesn't even matter no, that's anymore. That's not even true. Oh I, my goodness! Hold on a second. Stop the horse. Stop your horses here. All right. I have always had a soft spot for GM products. I just have. Okay. Right? And I want to like this. And somebody moved your cheese. No. No, that's yeah. not true. I like this. I want to like this. But? I'm just saying. Wait, wait. I, I, I enjoy this. I'm just saying there's a couple little doodads here and there. Okay, I thought like, oh, it's good. Strangely. Look, if it's mine, I'm I'm, okay. I'm getting rid of the markers. I'm cheating. God, there's just ugly ass wheels you, will, on this thing. Will you put a 12 inch lift on it this and then have a, it sit in your front yard with a car cover and not be able to sell it? Yes. So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about this truck. If you're if you're holding a press event, uh-huh. aren't you putting on some badass wheels and color matched pieces? Not if and, they're not no. available from the factory, dude. No. 
You're no. not doing that. You're not, you're no, not, you're not, you have to put no. what's factory you're representative. Gonna present, you're going to present what's what's available at a dealer show. Yeah, I and know. And what I'm are you saying that this is my only yes. option? Of those butt ugly wheels on that thing. <laughs> yes. What's that about? Yes. Okay, we have two diesel guys here, right? So we have obviously Lightning <laughs> works for Gale Banks, right? And then KJ right. runs Diesel Power Magazine. So let's talk about drivetrains. So here's okay. how the market is shaping up. We have the Ram with the standard yes. Cummins output of 385, I believe, and 850 torque. And then we have the L5P in the new 2020 heavy duties, mm-hmm. which by the way has not changed output or anything. So for those of you guys hoping the general jumps in the thousand, ain't gonna happen. Five nine ten, baby. Yep. That's what four, you got right four forty five nine ten. And then yes. you step up to the new RAM with the high output coming six seven, and you're at four hundred one thousand. Yep. And what's left is the super duty, four fifty nine thirty five. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where we're at. And so the difference between those is Ram has a six-speed automatic. The GMs now have a 10-speed Allison. Yes, Allison. And I believe the Ford is still a six-speed also, right, Gage? Yes, sir. So interestingly enough is General Motors. So you have Ford at 35,000 pounds with 935 torque. You have Ram at 1,000 or, or uh, at 35,100 with 1,000 pound-foot of torque. Mm-hmm. And the general saying we're going to be over thirty thousand. So where excess, are they going to end up? In excess. Let's use the correct language. In excess. In, in excess. That is a horrible band from the eighties. <laughs> yes, and possibly the early nineties. Singer that hung himself. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that down. Yeah. Well, can we? Wow. Well, Debbie Downer. Auto Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, is the ten speed in the GMs going to be enough? to be flexible enough and keep that engine in its power band in order to keep up with where the competitors have moved their towing numbers. Be interested to find out. Very interested to find out. And, of course, you know, drive and evaluation is the only way that we are going to find out. So with that said, I'm very anxious to, uh, you know, get behind the wheel and and put all of them to the test. And maybe, in a, you know, I think with our, uh, our sister um, truck trend, uh, would probably do that type of comparative analysis across those uh, those three one times. It'd be interesting to see. Will you come back and talk to us after you've driven it? Absolutely. We would like that. Absolutely. So KJ, right now, if you the three trucks are lined up, someone says, KJ, I have a I have a blank check. I'm buying you a truck, one of these three. Which one are you buying? Man, that's that is a really, really tough question. So like, for me it's uh, not, and this will stun you. It's not. All right. Well, uh, right now my heart my heart Leans, like I've told you, it leans towards the bow tie slash GMC. That's not what you've told I, me. No, stop. Let me finish. Okay. Are you it, lying to my like face? I, God damn stop. it. Can I just finish? No. <laughs> so it leans that direction. Uh huh. I love the body lines, and I just think the Ford looks just manly and just, I kind of like the new front end. But mm. my head tells me there's no question it's the Ram. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's not that easy for me. I love the Ram interior. You've exactly you've experienced yeah. the Ram interior. I have yet to experience this vaulted Ram interior. <laughs> it's um, unbelievable. It's uh, it's head and shoulders above anything anyone else is doing. Period. There Good is no night. peer. It is quiet. It's smooth. Uh, the new Cummins um, is quiet. Uh, doesn't diesel itself to death when you turn it off. The NVH mm-hmm. is incredible on it. Uh, it drives and rides, I can't tell you, so we'll have to wait on that. I have still have a right. few more weeks. <laughs> uh, but I will tell you the chassis on the uh, on the GM on the GM twins is is pretty interesting to me. 
the Super Duty, I love that 6-7, but I just, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, I go back and forth because it's a tow monster. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. it's comfortable, but I don't know. And the GMs, I will tell you, the flexibility of the L5P, even though it's down on power, I love towing with that engine. One of the things I love about it is the fact that Duramax builds in an overrev feature, which allows okay. you to grab the next lowest gear and, and go past redline so you don't have to use your service brakes on a downhill and get them hot. Going down. That's going down. huge. I and I've seen the way the Cummins uh, works and the cutaway, and it's robust. Mm-hmm. And Ford's not going to stand still. So I, I don't know. I haven't driven them all yet. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it some more. Well, but... think about this. Uh, you remember, I guess it was about four years ago now. Uh, you know, the same thing's the same thing. About four years ago, the big three uh, kind of went through this same type of battle, especially uh, in the powertrain area, you know, with power and torque. And that's what we were talking about. We were speculating about, et cetera, et cetera. The, the, the wild card now is that in that four-year span, the actual truck platforms themselves have, have morphed and, and, you know, they're in the discussion as far as what you're saying with the Ram interior and, um, you know, what we experienced the other day with the GMC and just its exterior styling and the fenders that Jay doesn't like, et cetera, et cetera. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lightning. Lightning. That's lightning, fine. Lightning, I'm just giving lightning. you a hard time. I don't care what you call me. Light, just call me. Light. but uh i think that you know with that said i think that's really pretty cool that not only ourselves as truck show podcasts or diesel power and truck guys in general um have can have this type of discussion and 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 just throw wild cards out there the consumer is really up against the decision as well you know what i mean they're winners they're absolutely winners in this um i honestly don't think there's a bad truck I think that if you're a Ford guy and you don't test drive anything and get in the Ford, you'll, you're going to love it. Same thing if you're a Ram okay. or Chevy guy. But if you're one of those guys willing to look at the other guy's truck, I think you might be in for a surprise. I think each manufacturer has some features and some surprise and delight right. that will blow your mind and you will miss right. them on your truck. Exactly. It's one of those deals, you know, Jade, I'm sorry, Lightning. <laughs> I'm going to get it right before the, before the session's over. Like, it's fine, dude. It's fine. <laughs> I don't really don't. Dude, I don't give a rat's ass. But, you know, I come into this with a, with a strong Ford history and I have been labeled a Ford guy for a long time. However, since I've been involved with diesel, my um, horizons have really broadened and I'm not as much of a Ford guy where I don't even consider any other brand. Uh, I understand that, you know, there are very, three very strong uh, players in this space. So to answer your question, being this quote unquote Ford guy, I am, I, I enjoyed the GM, the GMC and, um, you know, the Chevy save for the front uh, fascia. Now, when I see this Ram and when I drive this Ram, that game might change considerably. But I have, I, I'm just the person on the team who hasn't yet had a chance to experience it. So we'll see. Gotcha. All right. Well, you're going to have to check back in when you do because I'm, I'm curious because I've taken Holman through my whole range of emotion on several shows <laughs> where I'm like, no, I really lean it towards that Ford. And then – it's like, well, you may, you, I don't know. I just keep bouncing back and forth. But I've had spent some time seriously considering the Ram. And I told myself a long time ago, and I've told the story on the show, that I would never own a Chrysler product. But, I, but I feel like 
things have changed, and I will give Ram credit for spinning off. Yeah, you know, it's its own animal now. It's not shackled to the to the to the crappy Chrysler brand that I knew as a child. Gotcha. So, um, I I am giving it. So a So what you're look. saying is a uh, to be continued. Definitely to be continued. To be continued. And, and, and as we continue it, think of this perspective as well. Something that we have not heard across the big three uh, anything about. And I, it was it was like an elephant at the marina on Tuesday, yeah. uh, you know, where you're talking about this, this truck and introducing it and everything. But no one yet has discussed price point. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't even think about asking that. <laughs> really? So, so that may that may be the deciding factor. Oh my if you're God. on the so, fence. No, wait a minute. Sir. So let, let me ask you this. So KJ is so the the GMC will only come what is it Denali, right? No, no, you can get the full no, entire sir. lineup. Oh, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. And yeah. they even have an AT4 now. So that yes, really sir. badass off road package on the half ton. Oh, is I now, forgot about and that. And the AT4 now. It looks yeah. great on the twenty. In fact, I think I like the AT4 styling and grill better. On the uh, on the twenty five hundred, and it looks like they use like a black chrome treatment on the well, grill. It's bitching. We'll show that to Lightning because for Let all me the guys he just gave um, the one time. Oh, I've seen that. Got, okay, so now you have a in the demonstration. The demonstrator was a white with the black. With yeah, the red. that's the one we're looking at. Yeah, that's very does cool. That, yeah, they went with a stormtrooper thing. Yeah, Lightning. Lightning. Does that work for you? Um, no, he's more and of a I'll chrome you, guy. No, you know you know why this doesn't work on the GMC. It doesn't work because that's a pig. Okay. You think it looks like a pig? I think it looks like a pig. <laughs> Seriously, look I at think, the front I end. I think it looks pig. like a warthog. A warthog. That's what it is. It's yeah, a warthog. badass. A it's big, a mean, awesome-looking warthog. <laughs> it is a warthog. That's exactly Got what red it is. I had, lipstick, I had my animals screwed up. But, dude, if you took lipstick and smeared it, it on the it's front right here. there, it's going to be- It's got red vertical toe hooks that look like warthog tusks, and they're painted red. That's Can the lipstick I, uh, on the pig. PSA to my good friends at GMC. I have nothing to do with <laughs> it. Does. I, I don't, you say I don't warthog to anyone? Well, I don't I didn't say that I hate it, but it just no. looks like an animal. Well, I think everything looks like some sort of an animal. I guess because it's got two eyes. All right, to be continued. All right. To yes, be continued. Yes. KJ, once it, you get in the other stuff, we gotta have you back on. No, we definitely hey, want wait your, a second. Uh, your what? wait a second. That GMC is not those, in the middle. Those headlights. They ripped those straight off Ford. No, they didn't. Are you sure? Yeah. Look at the um, the the luminescence in kind of that. Uh, well, it has angular a C, it has a C channel. Well, that's you know, Ford, but these are a lot squattier. But the light, the way the lights are, that's mm-hmm. Ford's actual light system is totally different than that. Looks very Ford to me. All right, they're, they're blurring the lines, man. Look, I mean, it's a it's a freaking three box design. It's like how many different ways are there to style a pickup truck? Uh, okay. Well, if we ha- if we have this moment, if we have this moment, I want I want to throw one more thing out there. And it's we very, have the very moment. Small. Okay, go. Almost, uh, online, um, after our feed, I went back and took a look at some of the comments, and of course, you know, they're across the board, oh, yeah. wide wide range of I like it, I love it, I can't stand it, etc. Let's discuss very quickly the Duramax badge. Okay. We, we, so I, that's I think interesting we that. that you say that. Okay, good. That. So the Duramax badge traditionally is up on top of the hood, right? And it's at about a 45-degree angle. It's uh, like nine inches long, an inch tall, and it says uh, powered by Duramax or whatever it says there, right? And now this new Duramax badge is just in front of the mirror, well, it's almost in front vertical. Of the A-pillar. It's just where the base of the A-pillar, but on the fender, not on the hood. Right. In a nutshell, very Ram-esque. I would say that there are several things between the new RAM and the new yes. HDs 
that clearly some corporate spies were talking to each other because <laughs> I can definitely see some ideas between the two, especially the camera system. The camera, the system Ram camera system is wicked. very awesome, but so is the Chevy system, and they have a lot wicked. of the same features. Yes. Although yes. the Chevy has invisible trailer mode, which is badass. So, wicked. So you take this cool view of each side of your trailer that come from the mirror, so down the side of your truck, you mount a camera on the back of your trailer, and the computer algorithm stitches those three pictures together as <laughs> if your trailer does not exist. Check that out. You look right through your trailer. Oh, my God. Is that what I was looking yeah. at this whole time? Yeah, is that right awesome or what? It, it's called Invisible Trailer. kidding so me with cool. that? Isn't that awesome? Look at that. Guys, you you listening? You got to see this. Where can they go to see this? Uh, we'll th- we get, Trucktrend.com. Yeah, we'll throw it on Trucktrend.com. It'll be on our socials. That is... It, that's insane. It looks like you're looking through a glass trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally cool. What in the world? That's, oh, my God. You should see lightning right now. His mind is That blown. is so rad. So does that, oh, does that undo your hate for the design? I'm going to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cage, we're going to have you back on after you've been in the other trucks because we definitely want your perspective from the diesel side, my friend. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me on tonight. Appreciate All right. You. All right, brother. Talk All to right. you soon. Talk soon. Take care. All right. See ya. So you're going to get a GMC? You know it. <laughs> Is that where you end the show? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we had a we had a good show. I mean, I don't think we brought the suckage. I mean, no. a little bit. No way. Dude, we had KOH. We had yeah. the all-new uh, 2020 GMC Sierra HD. Right. Uh, we got an ant farm. For oh, we got an ant yeah, farm. That, does that re- Wait, does that redeem us? It just makes the show good, does it? Yeah, we oh, ate God. cake last time, and we're over the 50 hump, and so now we're uh, on the downside of the Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I will send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. And don't forget to, uh, I don't know, leave us a message on the five-star hotline 657-205-6105 and uh don't forget us on our socials at truck show podcast five star hotline just in case they had forgotten the yeah jingle. that one <laughs> <laughs> the, the old jingle yeah, the old one uh and we have to do you uh, think it feels lonely because we have the new jingle no, the new the new jingle's way better. Yeah, but way the, better. Like the, old, my, the old one's like over in the corner going. No, it's ah, dusty I've, now. Yeah, we just, well, we just have to dust about every me. once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. He's the kid. He's like at Chuck E. Cheese, and all the kids are playing in the in the like the in that big pool of like plastic balls. Yeah, and he's over there by himself going. I I used to be the cool. Kid. He's the kid who has the Capri Sun, mm-hmm. and when he went to punch a hole in the bag to drink it, the straw broke, oh. and he can't he can't get into his juice pouch. No. You don't think so? Well, no, he can. It like pierced a hole, but now he's got to hold it to his face. Yeah, and, and he squeezes it, it and yeah, it leaks and all over everywhere. his shirt. And now he's got a stain on his white yeah. shirt. And his kid, the kids are all playing all over. And the are you uh, telling me a story house? from when you were little? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> Five star. Five star. Five star. Hotline. Uh, you guys need to go hit up your local Nissan dealer. Five year, one hundred thousand mile warranty. It's the best in the business. Go check out the brand new twenty nineteen Titan. Uh, your Frontier, your NV vans. They got a whole line of uh, light duty and commercial vehicles. And of course, don't forget to uh, check out our friends at Decked. Like our friend in uh, the Big Island of Hawaii, Hawaii, who went and bought a. Well, he though he bought a what a 2018, 2017. Right? I we think. bought a 2017 because of us. I'm sure. That's right. It yeah, was uh, uh, years before the podcast, but it was because <laughs> we're taking credit for it. But listen, he he, he like he married he married, he married the two together. Well, and, and he Decked. Bought, he told us he bought a deck because of us. So I'm just going to say the whole thing. He did. We're, we're taking credit for that. I think I'm standing by that. Hey, can I say congratulations? 
for 51 episodes? Uh, sure. Okay. Congratulations. Thanks. See you at 52. All right. <laughs>